Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Here at the Silly Mania podcast, we're passionate about drifting history. So here's a little history lesson. Back in 2003, Falcon Tires did what no other tire company in the U.S. did. They promoted drifting by sponsoring Falcon Drift Show-Off, and they brought legendary Japanese drifters Koguchi and Sego Yamamoto to judge and do demos. They sponsored grassroots drivers, and when FD was established, they supported the series and drivers for 19 years. When we approached Falcon about partnering with us, they were happy to come on board because they care about drifting culture and they support our mission to document drifting both past and present. Thank you, Falcon Tires, for playing an important role in drifting around the world and for making Season 2 our best season yet. For more information, please visit Falcon Tire's website at falcontire.com and check out their IG at Falcon Tire. You're listening to the Silly Mania Podcast Season 2, brought to you by Falcon Tires. Here we document the history of drifting by interviewing the OGs and trendsetters of drifting culture. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Still 80 Mania podcast. I'm your host, Benson Sue, and I got with me my co-host and co-producer, Nadine Sue. What's up, babe? Hey, honey buns. And we got our audio and video engineer, Mark Mondoy. What's up, Mark? Yo, what's up, everybody? Hey, Marky Mark. How are you guys doing? It's a good day. It's a good day. It's a good day because I have one of my favorite people. Me? You. But mm. another favorite. Okay. A favorite friend. Okay. Oh, on the Mark? podcast today. Mark. Oh, well, I mean, Mark is my favorite friend, but my even another one of my favorite friends um, is our guest today. Oh. Um, and, you know, before we, like, you know, start interviewing one of my favorite people in the world, um, I want to talk about our prep for this interview because... We've been busy, but like I'm always hearing you on the phone mm. prepping. And and it's like I know you prep, but I was hearing you prep and I thought like the listeners should know how hard you work on these interviews just prepping for it. Cuz you know, yeah, we talk to the guests beforehand, we have them do a questionnaire, but I think what a lot of people don't know is is what else you do in addition mm. to that, which is Yeah, kind of crazy. I I think uh, you know, I I always feel like I owe it to the guest to do some homework, right? And uh, some some guests are a little harder than others. You know, like um, maybe like a Chris Forsberg would be a lot easier just because there are so many articles about him. Um, Wikipedia is full of stuff about him probably. I don't remember. But, you know, there, there are other guests. And, you know, a lot of our guests, um, like from season one, they were the behind-the-scene guys mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, the unsung heroes. Yep. And so those guys, if I don't, um, you know, if I don't personally don't know the history really well, I got to like dig and do some research. Yeah, we, we owe it to them to, yeah. to kind of stalk yeah. a little bit. It's yeah. not even digging. I feel like it's stalking. It is a little like, bit of stalking. And the way you do it is you're calling their friends. Sometimes, sometimes colleagues. I got to call people. So, so Benson was on the phone with like Phil's like crew. 
mm. for the last couple of days, just like, yo, I gotta talk to you about Phil. And then they, you're like on the phone for like half an hour, 40 minutes, yeah. an hour, talking to them about Phil. Yeah. And yeah, Phil didn't know that. He's probably blushing, mm. but you know, and I was on the call, I was on the call today. We we're even driving home. And and we're on the phone with another one of Phil's friends. Yeah. So I love hearing those convos. Though. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice. Um, it's nice to catch up. And with that's them, how I get the tea, guys. That's right. Yeah. The, we, get the, we get the insider information. <laughs> that's right. So you know, because I ask the good questions here. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's right. Let's let's intro our guest today. Okay. So this guy is an OG of drifting in the Midwest in the Chicago area. He's one of the founders of Club FR, a mainstay for drifting events in the Midwest since 2003. Mm. Uh, through Club FR, he hosted the RSR Drift Festival, FD Pro-Am Chicago, and eventually Final Bout. And the best thing about this guy is he's the first guy this season, I think, who's um, like one of the unsung heroes that we were doing, uh, the guests that we were interviewing heavy in season one. So I'm glad to bring this back to that. This, I mean, if you're in, from Chicago, you know who he is, but if you're not, you probably don't because he works in the background a lot. Um, and But without him, a lot of things would be very different today. So without further ado, Phil Lee, welcome to the podcast. Hey! Thank you, thank you, thank you. For welcome, Phil. Words. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's kind of a trip. It's kind of a trip. And I, you know, I gotta say that I've heard from, I've heard from a friend that you kind of feel a little uneasy about doing this podcast. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I guess spending time, I don't know. It's just weird. It's okay. You it's don't. Weird. You don't got to be all PC here. Okay. It's just. It's just us, bro. <laughs> we got to no, be all I mean, PC. It's all good. PC. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I don't spend a lot of time talking about myself, so it feels funny, you know. Yeah. But you're gonna you know? do a lot today. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We're gonna get just, it out of yeah. you. I know. I know. I know. But <laughs> you guys are fam, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I've been cheering for you guys for a minute. Yeah. Thank and you so much. You guys always transitioning. Yeah. Yeah. Power couple. Yeah. Well, we're your fans, for sure. Oh, thank and you. people thank need you. to hear your story because it's just crazy. You know, even the on, on the ride um, home today when we were talking to Josh and um, Josh he was from telling Proceed. us, Josh. yeah, sorry, Josh. From I'm not Proceed. even gonna try to say his last name. I'm I just know. gonna say Josh from Proceed. Josh yeah. M. Yeah, <laughs> from Proceed. Revgasm. And Rev-gasm. you know, like he just, you're basically like his motto. So you know, and and people will get into that. You know, yeah. but he said some really nice That's things dope. about you, and we'll we'll get to that because I got some quotes yeah. from that Appreciate convo, you, Josh. You know, yeah. but lots of love. But um, everyone cool. holds you in such high regard. Yep. So, so before we get so, into the history of mm-hmm. Phil Lee, uh, I want to talk to you about uh, you know, can you describe when you fell in love with drifting? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It wasn't initial D, was it? No, no, I don't think so. I don't know. I think it was just going to this this Honda shop back in the day, and we watched option videos. Oh, actually, no, no, no. There was the first time I seen it. Actually, was at a at a car show at a Yaohan Mitsua, and there was a a truck with a VCR 
in the back and they were playing those option videos that they ended up renting from the bookstore. Okay. And I mean, yeah, it was a trip. But I don't know if that was when I loved it. What year was that when you first saw Drifting? Mm, probably like 98. Oh, 98. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was high school. And I was mm-hmm. just wanted a car bad, wanted a Type R at the time. Yeah. Which also connects to Josh later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that was a trip. But uh, yeah, I guess I really just truly fell in love with it, I guess. Yeah, watching option videos. Okay. At yeah. like a Honda shop. Yeah. You know, it's very random. places. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell me, were you already like deep into cars? I mean, you're at a Honda shop, so you had already mm-hmm. been into cars and you're only in high yeah. school. So yeah. when did you first start getting into cars? I mean, I don't know. Like, ever since I was a kid, I was always messing around with cars. I was, I crashed my dad's car when I was like three or four, four, I think. What? Uh, yeah. I was what? playing Can you with like, the s- steering column. Uh huh. And then while it was on, oh, no, tree. <laughs> yeah. So we drove, like, the car was at like a park, right? Or we were having like a family picnic or something like that. And I just was playing with it while, you know, and then it just rolled into a tree and I crashed it then. Nice. Um, Your first accident. Yeah. Busted like my dad's van because I was playing with the hinges for the hood. And then I finally popped it, but then I was too small to pop it back down. So I didn't tell him. And then he drove it on the highway and it just like <laughs> flew up and smashed his beard. Yeah. So really, yeah. Being into cars, wow. I don't know, you know. Yeah. Stupid sh- <laughs> like that, you know. But um, I don't know when it. Be- I don't know. I always remember holding the toy car. Always remembering, like you know, like what tail lights look like. You know, I was just yeah. obsessed with it. It was like yeah. probably autism or something to a certain degree, <laughs> right? Where it was like just everything, right? You're fixated you know? on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but then I guess like when it became more tangible, it's probably like eighth grade-ish right when you start seeing some of these like kids like joy riding around and Mm -hmm. and it's just like oh you can start driving you know and yeah i don't know you get to try to like think about what do you want to drive oh well you know like this car and that car right and at the time it was probably i don't even know it was probably imports you know yeah was it's not, it was like Mustangs. Yeah, or it might have been like Mustangs and stuff like that. Okay. Like 5.0 Fox body, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because I was like in Menace to Society, you know, with the Daytons. <laughs> with the Daytons. You know what I mean? Yeah, with the Daytons, yeah. you know what I mean? So like, like those are the type of cars, you know. But yeah. then getting into like cars that you could like tune, huh, probably like, yeah, like high school. Okay. Yeah. Were imports popular back then in, in yeah, your area? Yeah, yeah, yeah there were imports. There was a lot of ratty ass Hondas. Yeah. You know, like Accords, Civics. What was your first but car? The first car was an FC. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You fancy. G- GTUS. Yeah. I thought it was a V6. That's how stupid I was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, but that was the beginning of like learning about cars. Right? How, how did like, you get an FC as your first car? I just saved up money. It was like four grand at a dealership. Yeah. It was like a hundred thousand miles on a rotary. Probably shouldn't have bought it. <laughs> you know, at the time and then yeah. Why um, an FC? Uh did you know what it was when you bought it? Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't know about the engine and stuff like that, right? It okay. wasn't like how we were like, you know, otakus and stuff like that where they can tell you everything, right? It was just 
a cool car. I think I had a remote control car as a kid yep. that was SA twenty two C. Nice. And then I got another one as a racing beat FC. And yeah. I think just having that car always being one of my favorite toys. Yeah. Just okay. connected that way. RX seven, RX seven. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Did you do yeah. any, did you do anything cool to it? Yeah, very stupid things to it. Oh, Let's hear it. Let's I want to hear, hear the stupidest thing, please. I mean, I took it to a Puerto Rican shop because uh, in, in that area, <laughs> Puerto Ricans and rotaries at the time, right, was yeah. like the only place you could really access it, right, other than Mazda dealerships. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted more power. And then he's basically like, well, you know, you got a turbo two engine. And basically, all you could do is just like, like mess with this actuator, and you'll just have full boost. And I was like, "All right, cool, let's try it." Right? It was free. Like within like t- twenty miles, I blew an apex seal clearly, and I was ro- like rolling home on one rotor. Oh. Um, and that was like a short-lived. Yeah, I learned that four grand is not easy to work for, and yeah, blow, you know, yeah, that was a stupid mistake. Yeah. And I didn't know, like, you know, like everyone else is telling me it's going to cost me like a couple grand just to fix it. I was like, out of luck. Yeah. <laughs> so then I just bought a $500, I think, Pig Nose 89240. Yes. You know? Yeah. I never knew you had a 240. Yeah. That was like before I knew, knew what drifting was, really. Okay. Or like before I was into drifting, right? Okay. It was just, yeah. But it was a five speed and it was 500 bucks, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, then you became into, like, A86. And, yeah. you know, for Hachirokus, it was funny. When we're talking to Josh, especially, it was like, Hachiroku this, Hachiroku that. And I'm like, really? Yeah. And and it's funny because I've known you for so long, but he was just telling me what, like, a Hachiroku otaku freak you are. And so yeah. how did you get into that? And how many have you had? Um, I got into it. Initially, yeah, Corollas, I wasn't into it because of drifting. I was into it because um, I discovered it through, like, the Chicago... Chicago's, I guess, like, car culture or, like, whatever, street racing culture at yeah. the time was... And it still probably is, but it's, like, drag racing a lot, right? Mm-hmm. I think that was, like, a really big entry point just because I think there's long stretches of roads. Mm-hmm. And also, it's kind of, like, a pretty accessible way to just mess around with cars, it's right? Free. So, it's free. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but um, but also, so, the, so this is, like, mid-90s, right? This is, like, late 90s. Late 90s, yeah. yeah. It's late yeah, 90s, it was it. it was car shows and drag racing, Mid- right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, mid-90s and, yeah. like, the Nopi Nationals, all that stuff, even, yeah. like, nationally, right? But yeah. in Chicago, it was, like, a pretty big... Like, I think part of, like, street racing culture. Okay. You know? You know? So, anyway, yeah. Um, saw these, like, Corollas that were just super, like, slicks and skinnies, you know? And there's, yeah. like, chromed out Weber side draft, like, four ACs even. And wow. they're just trying to run, like, their 20-second quarter miles but trying to be faster than the other Tercel or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It was, like, it's kind of, like, it's grimier, right? Yeah. It's not like as sexy as like a 400 horsepower Camaro, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but for some reason, I was just enamored by the fact that like there was Corollas everywhere, you know? And mm-hmm. There's Puerto Rican flags in every window. <laughs> you know, it just felt like it was like, you know, something, I don't know, prideful, important, right? Mm. Um, so I kind of like, you know, admired that car for a while, you know? Uh, eventually, I got to the point where I get to own one, you know, kind of partially in due to getting into drifting, but also kind of remembering like how that feels, you know? Um, with those Corollas when I first saw them and just got one for 500 bucks. Josh and I, we went down to the Puerto Rican neighborhood in the city. Yeah. And that's where we picked it up, you know. Um, 
What was the question again? <laughs> well, you know, you had I'm one. I know yeah. you've had multiple, including yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. even even till today. So so tell me. Yeah. So you had the first one. You had the five hundred bucks one, and yeah, then yeah. ratty roach. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I seen some pictures of that one. There's pictures of it. Well, oh. actually, I mean, I don't know how many you had, but I saw oh, one green? that was flat black with. Uh, oh yeah, that's third some writing on it. Yeah, yeah, writing. Yeah, there's, there's crink on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you got some photos. Okay. Yeah. There's some photos. Yeah. yeah. Bro, I was a weird kid. You know. <laughs> I don't know why I did that, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a flat black Corolla '87 GTS '87 from okay. NorCal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cookie, and then yeah, it was. It came primered, and I just was too like broke to like want to do it all and i wanted to do the suspension i wanted to do all that right i just didn't you know venture into keeping up with the joneses when it came to to nice paint you know yeah in true corolla <laughs> lifestyle right? well so um, so i mean you were introduced to the hachiroku through puerto rican street racing culture yeah. right yeah, how did yeah. you make the transition from that influence to japanese influence mm-hmm. how did yeah, that go I down mean, it comes down to, I mean, you know, I know like there's a bigger arc to the story, but like, you know, the people that I was spending time with changed, right? And and that's like, you know, where we have like Josh as, as like, you know, a reference, right? Mm-hmm. And spending time with car people like him, um, you start to kind of adventure into other like types of ways to get into cars like motorsports, right? Because yeah. at that time, I didn't think of drag racing necessarily as a motorsport. I just thought of it as like more counterculture. Yeah. You know, I might have not called it that back then. Yeah. You know, um, but it was with cars. And then drifting kind of like galvanized that idea with like a place to do it and a thing to do and a thing to develop. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that really just took to me that it was exciting and it seemed accessible and, and it seemed affordable, which <laughs> it definitely was not. Yeah. Um, but you started hanging out yeah. with people like Josh. And then mm-hmm. that's how the interest in Japanese style or what we call now JDM, mm-hmm. your JDM influence. Yeah. I mean, it, it probably happened a little bit before because I was reading the Super Streets and stuff like that too. You okay. Know? Um, and that was like mid-90s, right? Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, but I wasn't like as like immersed into it. And then the JDM, like you're saying, right? To go even deeper into like the differences between the Japanese versions versus this and all those yeah. like obsessive details. Yeah. That happened by hanging out with him because... All we do is we would just meet up in parking lots, you know, like him and, and many of us, right? Right. I mean, we just talk about cars and how this has this and this has that and what we want and why, you yeah. know, and then we go driving, right? And so we're just like sharing information, right? Mm. Um, so when so, did you go? I know you went street drifting, you bad boy. Mm-hmm. So tell mm-hmm. me, Not um, much. when did you when did you start that? Was that around that era when you yeah, were yeah. hanging out that with was Josh? Like 2000, yeah, a little bit after because... I think Josh had to go away for school for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's when, like, you know, he would come back periodically um, from breaks, you know? So during that time, you know, just, like, there's other groups that I was kicking it with, right? And then we ended up, I think, on Sill 80, and we found, like, you know, like, each other from the Chicago area, and then we met up. Eventually. From my BBS. Yeah. For Lady sure. Mania Forum. That's so funny. <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> That, no. That's what that's what Rob remembers, and that yeah. trips me out. Cause, I mean, he always makes a big deal out of it because you guys were all in the same area, but you are finding each other through my yeah, website. Through you, yeah. yeah. 
But that's how I think important, like, you know, like your presence was, you know, for what you were doing to like to, to even document it, right? I'm sure there's other people that you know during that time, but like the way you presented it. Yeah. And then you also created like a forum to have other people join. Like, I think that was like an important thing for all of us. Yeah. You know, at that time, there wasn't any, there was, I mean, not to say you aren't great, but there wasn't shit. <laughs> You know, like, there's no resource. You can, like, look up, does this tire and this wheel fit on this fender now? Yeah. Back then, <laughs> yeah. hammer or just use a baseball bat and right. see what happens. Right. Yeah. Or there are people telling you it won't fit when it does fit. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, like, we so we didn't have that kind of space. And, like, yeah, like, like Silady Mania was, like, a rare thing, right? Yeah. You know? The otaku yeah. hangout? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When did you start street drifting? Probably around that time, two yeah. thousand. Oh, like two thousand two, three. Yeah, yeah. We used to go. I used to go out with Rob with a cone in the trunk, like he had said. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's so. I mean, nerdy, you know, man. it's kind of romantic, I guess. Yeah. You know, like you know, we're just hanging out. I mean, honestly, like he just became like you know a brother, and then we just were hanging out all the time. And it would just be cars. He listens to terrible music, but I still love him, right? You know? Josh. <laughs> Josh does? No, no, no. Rob, 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 Rob. Oh, yeah. Josh and me, we like this. No, no. Music. Yeah, no, yeah, same, yeah. Same, same. I was going to yeah. say, he don't you like talk freestyle about. music and yes. you Yes. Oh, my God. Benson nope. won't. He can't yeah. roll with us, okay? You, me, Josh, yeah. we roll with music. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I roll with music, yeah. just a little bit of freestyle. No. Yeah. Benson's a hater. I <laughs> <laughs> don't like that music. <laughs> Um, Josh told me a really good story about yeah. you uh, teaching him how to rev match from like, you know, third to second, second to first. Yeah, if, if you guys don't know, if you guys don't know Josh, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about Josh, but like anytime he sees someone rev matching from second into first, he has to talk about it. Like he, uh, that's his thing. He loves rev, rev matching from second to first. But he's, yeah, he said that uh, you showed, you kind of showed him. It, he said that it kind of spoke to your otaku-ness about like you knew how to do that in your car and you had to do some kind of, there's some kind of trick you had to do like. With the synchros. And yeah, you had to like gear. barely get into the third gear gate. Yeah, yeah. And then it yeah. would go into first or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think but, it was like you had to tap second. Yeah, he he's he oh, was like amazed terrible. by that. <laughs> I don't even remember that, but thank you. That's all you. <laughs> I inspired I inspired him to break transmission. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, he does do that though, but it's so rowdy though coming out of a corner for mm. those small courses. Yeah. Just, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Oh yeah, rowdy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I'm going to quote Josh. Phil is such an intellectual, well-spoken person, but when he's in the driving seat, He's a barbarian. <laughs> Do you think it's true? No. <laughs> no, no I don't no. know, bro. I mean, maybe, maybe. It's, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe. I just had a slow car, right? So it just looks like crazy, but you're not going fast. No, but you got to drive it like that to make it yeah. look fast, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a weird car to yeah. try to... But anyway, yeah. is, is, is 2001, 2002, um, it's a drifting scene, right? In, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Midwest. Like, you guys are kind of the early adopters. Like, describe it to us. Like, how many people around you were drifting? Um, specifically, where were you drifting? Um, how long after was it, mm -hmm. like, 
when you were actually going to go do sanctioned events? Like what, what's the timeline? It's kind of blurry. Like mm-hmm. when I was filling out the questionnaire, right. I was trying to prep too. It's like, I had to call like some people be like, hey, was this, this? I'm, like, searching emails like Gmail, like 2001, you know, what pop, pops up? Oh, I bought this. What an idiot. <laughs> um, but, uh, I guess it was like, right. I don't know. Like probably 2003 ish. We just met up, you know, or possibly before 2002, probably we, we met up on a forum, like still 80, and then we met in a garage in the south side. Someone that we knew, his his dad's glass shop, car glass shop. And then we just kind of just, just awkwardly introduced ourselves and talked about that. Like we wanted to. You say to... like, hi, I'm, and then you put your screen name? Or you... <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Basically, it was like AIM, right? For real. <laughs> and for, yeah, true that. I didn't even think of it like that. Yeah, you're right. Because I still call these people by their screen names, even yeah, to this day. Like, like Crab. Like Brian. Crab, right? Yeah. Stuntman. Like, it's Dave, you know? But it's like Kid Dynamite. Well, Simba's I still call Simba, right? Kid Dynamite. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> no. No. But so, yeah. So, we all met up, and it was kind of cool, right? But, you know, I wasn't why, sure. Why was, did you guys meet serious. up? What was the reason for it? Because we wanted to do what we saw with like uh, i think i believe it was probably for me at least i was referencing uh drift days mm. right drift association yeah you know they're doing it and like look like like we sh- we need something like that here you know because yeah. i think up until that point i was doing autocross with rob and um and we were trying to drift those courses here and there and the old heads in the Miata Autocross Club that his dad was also a part of, yeah, they knew that we were there to try to drift. Yeah, and they basically, as soon as we drifted, they would just give us a DNF, right? Yeah, so we just we just drift the whole rest of the course or whatever, yeah. right? You know, but they were kind of like the some of them were kind of like the grumpy old guys, mm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, so it wasn't like street racing where they're running from cops. It was just like we had angry old dudes at us, you know. That's yeah. so funny. Um, but like then your, your experience at autocross is like exactly the same as ours. Like, no, I think they were well, nice to you so because of culture? because of Rob's dad. They no. didn't kick you out. We got kicked well, out. Well, we got kicked out, but I mean, like it was so frowned upon. Yeah. It was like, yeah. oh, you. Yeah. You misfits. Yeah, or you know, yeah. if they see if they're doing drivers meeting and they see us there, drifters, they gotta talk yeah. about drifting. Like drifting yep. is not yep. allowed. If you yep. if we see you drifting, you're gonna get kicked out. Yep. They knew. He didn't get kicked profiling. out. That's, yeah. Yeah. Profiling. That's yeah. That's profiling. That's profiling. That's right. Yeah. Profiling. Yeah. Not cool, guys. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, yeah. Eventually we ended up, you know, just kind of streeting, you know. But that mm-hmm. got old quick, right? Because how long can you like other than like doing like warehouse stuff you know because yeah. there's a lot of industrial art yards in certain like in simba's and crabs neighborhood in mm-hmm. that area mm-hmm. what are those so, neighborhoods <laughs> uh, bolingbrook elgin ish yeah off of uh 55 53 i believe yeah can't remember now but yeah they're basically it's far out enough where like you can see tornadoes sometimes right so there's still okay. it's like outskirts of chicago yeah but it's it's close and far enough right it's a driving city you know you know LA. yeah yeah so so that was, you know, but it was too far for us, for some people, right? Or, you know, and then I think eventually those, like, spots just kind of got stale quick, you know? And then Rob and I were, like, in Ikea parking lots with cones. Yeah. And trying to connect light posts, right? Like, it's just, yeah. at some point, like, it, we have to go past that, right? Yeah. And so it was just, I don't know. So it was something like, where you you wanted to advance oh, the sport. Oh, oh, oh. 
yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I remember some more details. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah. No, no. So before that meeting, actually, it was, uh, I was hanging out with like Josh, and then there was this guy, John Lockafear, John Ams, um, and there's a couple other folks that were from like, like the Honda side and like the whatever side and street racing, Wangan, whatever, right? Just people that we met at car meets eventually. And then we got together at this Starbucks, and there was a private room, and we were all in there, and we were just, you know, like, like trying to like figure out like what can we do like let's do something serious or whatever and let's like actually like you know like be more official and we came up with a name called rowdy rowdy racing which is you know, <laughs> oh yeah r3 yeah <laughs> like <laughs> and so like you know we were running with that for a little bit right but it just it didn't quite like get a chance to get anywhere because then we ended up like getting to this point we're meeting at this class garage you know okay. class shop try number yeah. two yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, so yeah, so at that point, we weren't sure, like, who was serious or who's not, who's there, because they're just, you know, weirdos that just want to hang out with car people, right? Like, you know, yeah. I didn't, the perception of people meeting up from the internet for me at that time was kind of, I was judgmental of it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is some loser shit, but I don't know why I'm doing this, right? Like, in the back of my head, I had a little bit of that conversation, like, yeah. meeting up, like, people from the internet, I got real friends, you know, like, trying to make myself feel... Um, and that was me, though. I can't say for anybody else. But anyway, that uh, that meeting, yeah, was kind of cool. We were talking more seriously about, like, what can we do? You know, like, who knows what to do? Yeah. You know, do we need lawyers and stuff like that? So, like, the, the conversation was not just, like, you know, just slapstick, right? Yeah. Or, like, trying to talk about cars. It was, like, truly everyone was down. We had people from Iowa that drove in, you know, um, and, and, like, locals as well. So, yeah, that so was, you- I think, the... You wanted, you really wanted to get it on the track and up the level of drifting in Chicago. Is that why? Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Or I wanted a place to do it, right? Yeah. I wanted it to be where we could have our drift days, right? We yeah. go to these autocross events and there's a shit ton of them, right? Yeah. For every car, for even crappy cars, right? Sebrings or whatever, right? Yeah. Like there's a Sebring club, autocross, who knows, right? Yeah. And you so like, something how can that we can, mm. yeah, why can't we have something like that, right? You know, and so I think that's what inspired, like, let's figure this out because it doesn't seem like anyone's doing it with yeah. what, with how best we could use the internet at the time, right? Yeah. So and it didn't year? seem like it. What year is this? This is like 2002, 2000. Yeah, 2002 probably. Okay. You know, like Simba, we met there. He was in high school still, right? <laughs> yeah. He barely had dirt on his lip, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. What a cutie pie. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, like, that's just like how, like, young we all were, right? Yeah. Like, when know, kid night, just when turned... kid dynamite was still a kid, yeah, yeah, he's still a kid. I mean, yeah, okay. Crash, <laughs> you know? But yeah, but yeah, I mean, it was a uh, yeah, it was uh, a pretty weird thing to be serious about because mm. the rest of my life I wasn't serious about. That's interesting. Know? Yeah, that's so interesting it gave because me, like a focus because you know while we were doing our research. Um, stalking they they they, they all <laughs> they all realized that that they were you all were young mm-hmm. and that you all were misfits to a certain extent um yeah. but also that they were completely happy with just being punk kids street drifting yeah yeah and that you were the one that all of a sudden brought this level of organization and professionalism and turn it into something else. Oh damn! They all credit damn. you for that. That's dope. Yeah. Thank you. So I mean, it's it's interesting, yeah, like that for the that first time in your life that you did that. It was it was then when you guys were that's dope. 
we're having that meeting. Yeah. It happened. Well, thank you. It happened. Accept it. It did. Yeah, yeah. And everyone yeah. said it. I appreciate it. you guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I'm wealthy. Tell me how you got hooked in with Drift Association because I know this is, you know, you guys are trying to find your way. Um, did you go rent out tracks first or did you call them or how did how did yeah. you guys get linked in with Drift Association? Well, out of that meeting, you guys, that's when you established Club FR, right? That's what you were trying to get to? Yeah. Well, no, no, eventually we did. From that meeting, uh, we broke off and then, you know, we just kind of kept in touch and started like hanging out for car meets for a little bit, right? Okay. Um, but nothing, con- Rob and I, somehow, I don't know exactly how it happened. We kind of met up again, right? And it just, I don't know, it was supposed to be something, I don't know, I didn't expect much of it, right? Just like, cool, right? I ain't got nothing to do, whatever. And mm-hmm. we just hang. And then, like, kind of clicks pretty good, right? Like, what he wants, he seems pretty serious about it, right? Like, and as you, well, as I soon came to find out that, like, you know, that's just who he is, right? When it comes to building cars and doing all these things, right? And so, like, I think I caught that energy quick where I was like, oh, this is not like some bullshit who just want to, like, be known and pick up girls or whatever, right? Like, all these, <laughs> like, I was, a, I was surrounded by a lot of different groups of people, yeah. right? And a lot of them, I think, weren't, like, these, like, positive Mm. like influences right um and then i meet someone like him who is very different because most of the people i was around was just trying to like kick it or do this or you know run game or whatever right mm-hmm. and he was like serious about like and like very systematic you know in his approach to everything so i was like oh like he's asking questions that i didn't even think about right mm-hmm. so it was good to like you know meet up again and then we hung out and eventually um i ended up moving uh, out of chicago and to madison yeah which is here now um, because I came for school, but I had already made the plans before I met him, right? So it's like kind of like meeting this girl, and then you really like her, but now you got to move, you know? You know? Yeah. yeah. And then that song I mean, comes on, like it's, it's come like yeah, with yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Oh, you that know? shy yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like you know, like it was like you know, it's like I, I had a lot of love, right? Because at that point, it was like, oh man, like like this is what I want to keep doing, right? So yeah. eventually we ended up meeting in the middle. It's very romantic rendezvous. Mm. Um, and some like, like rest stop, right? And we just hung out for hours at a diner and we just started figuring out, all right, like what are we going to call it, right? How are we going to incorporate it? What state are we going to do it? And right, just all the details, yeah. right? And it just kind of like organically like accelerated into that. Okay. You know, and so from that point, I guess like, you know, we created something together. So now we were destined to spend a lot more time together, right? Yeah. So that we could nurture. You guys had a baby. Yeah, exactly. 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 A baby named Club FR. Yeah, well, but then again, I brought I brought Rowdy Rowdy Racing. He's like really (laughs) polite about it. He's like, No. Oh, so Rob shut you down. (laughs) So Rob came up with the name. Yeah, because he had had that name. He suggested it. Um and I was like, nah, I don't know. That sounds a little too cheesy, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah. How about Rowdy Rowdy Racing? You know? <laughs> so, this was the type of person I was at the time. Yeah. Right? I was just so like loud and obnoxious. Mm. You yeah. Know? And you just, still are. You know? You're just nervous. I mean, yeah, today. of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> but it's like I, I smoothed it out a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's how we came up with the name. Yeah, and and, and kind of um, move forward from there. Uh, those of you listening to, um, we're we're talking about Rob Ryder, and he's oh, actually sorry. the first episode of season two. So if you haven't listened to that, um, and you want some context, uh, listen to Rob's episode, and that that was yeah, a really go good watch one. It. We kicked we kicked the season off with that one, and that one was a good one. So 
And if you haven't, yeah, if shame on you if you haven't heard it. Yeah, they get drunk Go. on that one. You need to watch it. <laughs> get a little uh, lit. The mic is like teeth. right here. Yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't edit nothing. Because yeah, you know you Rob is all about that. But Rob is just like, oh, that's a tasty drink. <laughs> but he's like tore up, but he just won't like show it. You know? mm. Trying to be too proper. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. So okay. you, you started yeah. Club FR. Um mm. And so did you start doing – you started hosting drifting events at that part? At, yeah, like that? so we – so the first event, like, technically was, I think, in St. Cloud, Minnesota. And I didn't go to that event. Dang. That was everybody – yeah, because it was Minnesota, and I just – I think my car was down and out or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Or I might have had to work. So they went, and then they had their first, like, like, a, like a drift event, but it was hosted by, like, Drift Underground or whatever the name was. That was a different forum. Um, but it was like, I think just like a hit it and split it kind of thing. They went once and they never went back. Right. Hmm. And then when they came back, I think it was important for them to like have a reference point, like a physical reference point versus like seeing events on like option videos or whatever. Right now they got to see, okay, this is the format that they did. And now what works, what doesn't. Right. And so then eventually I think we found, I can't remember if it was Tire Rack first or if it was this go-kart track called Norway in Illinois first. Um, But I think it was Tire Rack first. I think it was Tire Rack. I I think it was Tire Rack because uh, I was, you know, Rob and I were already chatting on AIM. Stalker. AOL Instant Messenger for those that don't know. Um, (laughs) And the very first drifting video I ever saw of him was, well, actually... I think he was in a parking lot next to a freeway and he was doing figure eights. But then shortly yeah. after he was at ty- the tire rack center or test track. Yeah. 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 That was probably videos from the autocross. Um, okay. Yeah. But it, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, tire rack. Yeah. I think was the first. And then from there it was easier. Right. Because it wasn't like how you guys in the West coast had like a big ass parking lot. It's just California motor speedway. Right. Yeah. Where you can see the curvature of the earth. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's huge. At first I was like, where is the drifting? This yeah. is an yeah. empty ass parking lot. And then yeah. eventually like half a tank of gas later, you see it. Right. <laughs> um, but for us, like that starting point, it was just basically, it was like a mirrored, like weird figure eight with like, like a halo or something like that. Right? Where is this? And there, there's a, uh, this is tire rack. Okay. And so it was just either go clockwise or counterclockwise. Right. Yeah. And then there was only a couple options. So it was like, it was uh, from the jump, it was already a course. It was never a, an open parking lot. Right. right? Um, but how did you guys get that? I mean, uh, I would say in those days, drifting was still very early and mm. it was not, mm. It was not widely accepted on any yeah. race car- race Facts. track. Facts. How did you guys uh, secure a legit place like the Tire Rack Testing Center? I think they just were curious, and we were probably the first ones, right? Yeah. And they just wanted to see what it was about. And Who so approached they them? Just, uh, we went to them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and we just emailed, you know, and just saw, you know, just to see if it's... Possible. Did you guys like show them videos? Did you have no. like a like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like a presentation? Yeah, like, a, like how did that no, go down? No, it was just like I think the the track or the the, the facility manager at the time I think kind of knew you know a little bit you know mm-hmm. like oh it's just fishtailing kind of thing right yeah. that's kind of how you like introduce it in I guess is that yeah. what you're saying right yeah you have to it, explain it and it's just it's just control fishtailing control Car power control slides you know clinic. yeah, yeah. There you go. and since that course I think they put like the sprinklers on and mm. stuff like that to like see if that's cars right. control I think they understand right like that okay like we know what they're trying to do this is weird these kids just want to understeer all day you know yeah. 
or whatever, right? Like, um, but they didn't quite understand what drifting was until we got there, right? Yeah. And then once we got there, we had a few events, but uh, akin to like what you're saying, we're not welcome. Eventually, we overwelcomed our stay because maybe I think we took out a sprinkler, which I don't think we did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they right? also and then shortly after us leaving, they started doing drifting. So I think I didn't I even know like that they were just trying to do their own thing, right? Yeah. They're like, why are we breaking these kids off? We just but do it ourselves, right? I think I remember they they required you guys to have the track wet. Right? Is that right? No, no, no. The okay. track wasn't. We had, I think, a wet day, but okay. uh, no. Okay. Yeah. They just they told us about the sprinklers and they told us where it was, so yeah. we deliberately avoided them. But okay. somehow we still broke them. So I don't know. Yeah. So so again, right? I think that's kind of like the the beginning of like also organizing in the Midwest, right? It's like until we found you know a home like a like a more steady home, it was mm -hmm. a bunch of like you know we're dating, right? Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it was, you know, sometimes you just got to go on <laughs> dates, right? Yeah. <laughs> or I don't know. Y'all been together forever, so I don't know. You know. No, we didn't but, have any bad ones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I it's had bad loves. ones, but now they're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so, um, tire rack, right? You guys, mm -hmm. you guys moved on from tire rack. What yeah. next? Uh, then I think it's Norway, right? It's a go-kart track in like the Southern Illinois-ish like suburbs, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and that was a pretty good like stay for a while. I mean, we didn't have that many cars. We had like 15 to like 25-ish, you know? That's Target a lot. Factory That's a was, lot, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's a full guess, event. Is it? Is it? That's I guess a you're full right. event. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe in the beginning it was not as much, you know? Yeah, there were some days where it was, like, pretty sparse because it was, like, too cold and they didn't want to come out or something yeah. like that. Um, but, yeah, like, on nice days, I guess, yeah, 20 cars, 20, 25. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. So, so we had that track. No one really had any idea. The person that could drive the most, you know, like, comfortably was Rob, mm -hmm. you know. And TF Dave, he was pretty good. He got, like, uh, pretty quick, you know. Yeah. So, it was, like, them two a lot. And they were important as drivers, you know. Actually, Simba, too. He, he had an open diff. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He had a, he drifted with open diff for a minute. Yeah. That's that, why it's, like, that so was, easy That was Sonic now. the Hedgehog, Simba. Bro, yeah. That's when, like, <laughs> that's when he cut his fenders. And then he had, like, ratchet strapped it to, a, like, a like a, like a loading dock, like, pole. And then yeah. he just, like, pulled the fender. Like, yeah. It's it horrible. That car was abused. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, sorry. Um, what were we saying? The progression of Club FR. Yeah. What was it? Oh, yeah. So, Norway. Yeah. So, yeah. Norway, Norway yeah. was the... Yeah, yeah. So, we were... We did that for a couple of years. And then, um, eventually, kind of similar situation where they got new ownership and then they didn't like what we were about, what we wanted to do, right? Okay. So, they eventually just stopped wanting to rebook with us, right? But luckily around this time, I believe it was Simba, he, uh, Simba Nyemba, um, Grip Gambler Pro C, Final Bout, yeah. Um, yeah. He, uh, he, I think, was on Google Maps at school or at home or whatever, you know, and he was just searching, like, like the satellite images or something yeah. like that, just around, like, the surrounding states, and I think that's how we found U.S. Air, mm. I'm pretty sure. Um yeah, it's probably not satellites because this is early 2000s. I don't think that feature was with Google. But either way, he found it through Maps, right? He didn't like Google search it or anything like that. And then MapQuest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. MapQuest. Yeah. When you have like sheets of paper telling you what to do. You know? Racetrack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so then we tell found us, that place. Tell us about US Air. Where is that located? What kind of course is that? 
U.S. Air uh, was originally USA International Raceway, and now it's U.S. Air Motorsports. It's in a town in the Green Bay area in Wisconsin called Shawano. Almost called Shawano. Don't call it Shawano. They get upset. It sounds like that, though. Yeah. Yeah, I know. If they wanted Shawano, don't put the W in this. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, it's about what three four hours away from like chicagoland chicago area yeah yeah and um yeah it's been our home since like oh five and we've been going there through all of the ugliness until to where we got to now you know there was a cult running it for a while Mm -hmm. that was under fbi investigation (laughs) um when we first got there and all of the employees there dressed the same and they kind of looked the same because I guess the leader of the cult was breeding a lot of people. <laughs> so it was weird. There was a track. And that's bef- where we found our house. That's where home. you found your house. <laughs> the cult house. There was yeah. a track yeah. before US Air, I remember, um, because you. Norway, what was there? Uh, there was. You. You, you flew me out a few times. He's a stalker. Oh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. What was yeah, that track? Uh, Road America. Road America. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Road America. There. Thank you, Benson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You did your homework. You're dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stalker. I got pictures. Uh, I, I don't know. If it, yeah. But yeah. But it's, yeah, it was, was also, cool it was similar. It was similar to US Air in the way that it's uh, it's like a go-kart track. Um, yeah. And there's there were elevation, there was elevation changes, like a little yeah. bit of a hilly yeah. aspect to it. Yeah. Um, but I always like I always thought like oh this is how drifting is in Chicago like yeah. you guys had Road America and then you had but I mean US that's Air. like a really famous track like Road America yeah yeah like yeah we I think weren't we on were the on actual like a, four mile yeah you're though. not on the mm-hmm. real one like the big we were on one. the Briggs and Stratton yeah, yeah. motorplex yeah yes. it's the go kart track yeah. yeah yeah I think it's like forever it's like weird it's like we only get the go kart track but I think it works out better that way because obviously doing a drift day on a four mile would just be ridiculous no mm. no yeah maybe in any way straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, couldn't afford and it, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's registration America. twenty grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. that, that would have helped with the whole stigma of like Chicago drifters like not getting out of second gear, though. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's like no. What are you but when about? they come through, they can't keep up. So what's up? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah. And no, that yeah. Was... I know. Like, so jealous of you guys. You had high speed. We didn't. This episode is brought to you by Lot USA. Lot USA has been the master distributor of Brid Racing Seeds for the past 18 years. Celebrating their 42 years in operation, Brid manufactures high quality performance products for circuit drag, GT, and drift. Nadine and I have always run Brid Seats in our cars, and even today, Brid Seats are the latest mod in our new drift car. Our favorite seats are the FIA approved Zeta 4 and their reclinable bucket seat, the Stradia 3. One of the latest releases from Brit is the Zeta 4 Vireo, which is a size small version of the Zeta 4 for petite drivers. Visit lot-usa.com for more info and follow them on IG at lot underscore USA. This episode is brought to you by Bartaby. Bartaby is a car builder and tuner in the Central Texas, Austin area. In addition to other Nissans like the 350Z, they specialize in GTRs R32 through 35 and has over 10 years experience. In terms of tuning, they work with most standalone ECUs like Motec, Mtron, Link, Haltech, and AEM to name a few. 
Bartaby has tuned some of our friends' infamous cars, including J-Spec Sam's blue R32 GTR. When we get our GTR, we know where we're sending it to get tuned, Bartaby. For more info, visit Bartaby.com and be sure to check out their dyno tuning videos on IG at Bartaby. So Phil, you guys were at Road America, then you found another home, which was US Air. Um, where does Drift Association kind of take place in all this? Because I know eventually um, you guys started doing Drift Days, um, but in the Midwest. And that was just crazy to us because we were, you know, we were at Drift Day 1 in L.A. So to hear that Drift Day was coming to the Midwest, um, how did that all transpire? Mm. Well, um, I guess it was pretty early in, i think it was probably even during when we were at tire rack i flew out to la to meet up with naoki uh kobayashi of drift association club 4ag and then i was like essentially like studying what he was doing right um he let me shadow him and then you came I out to our events yeah, I went out there. I feel like I, I remember. Yen, you what? He lived wow. in Monterey Park. Wow. Yeah. What? Do you, no, Andy. Yeah. Andy. Andy lived in uh, Diamond Bar or Walnut. Mm. No, maybe it's not Andy. It was it's not uh, Andy. Damn, I'm trying to say you know Andy and slept over his house. Yeah. Someone else. No, Who lived in Monterey know. Park? Was a it Moto? Lot of, a lot of Asians lived in Monterey no, Park. Yeah. No, I don't know. That's when I'm I found sure out about be. like. I, I didn't like, so it was like it led to like oh like this is where Chinese people be staying yeah like, you know in Chicago there's like a suburb of just Koreans right and yeah. so here it's like oh everything's Chinese and then it's like oh there's a freeway oh the other side is East LA I'm like yeah. damn y'all live right next to each other yeah so then you get to understand like how some of the cultures like cross through and it's kind of dope yeah for sure you know yeah so I didn't even know like you know I just think of Chinatown as Chinese people right but I don't think of like but then get, being introduced to Monterey Park is dope because then you mm. get to see like you know like the Chinese American equivalent of me, right? Being a Korean American, right? Yeah. And it's like you can see, like you know, you know, it was dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, anyway, anyway. So yeah, so I went out to Drift Association. I don't remember which Drift Day it was, but it was during the time when, like, like uh, I think Taka and Taka Ono and um, Hiro Sumida, they both had Corollas. Yes, right during that time, and. Um, that was like for me. They were like older bros, right? When I saw them, I was like, "Oh, damn! Like they're doing it, and they're Japanese, and you know, like they're, you know, they they have more access to the culture, mm -hmm. you know, of like Hachiroku, not just like you know Corolla, like Alex Pfeiffer, which is also pretty dope, but it's like its own brand, right? Yeah. Um, and so, um, going there was cool in the fact where I get to like learn and have access to more like 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 Hachiroku Korea. Uh, Corolla culture and there's yeah. a club for AG. And then also I was like seeing like how you guys ran um drift days out there, you know? Yeah. And like I said, like it's just wild, like pulling into the parking lot and it's like can't see shit. Were you at like, Irwindale no, or he was at California? No, this was California Motor Speedway, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fontana. Fontana. Yeah, Fontucky. Yeah, I was like, there's snow in California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a scary town though. When we got tacos there, so, oh man. Yeah, it just get like, off the uh, freeway and get back on yeah. over there. Like out here <laughs> in Wisconsin, like those small towns full of like, you know, like kind of like creepier, like hillbilly Mormons. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But yeah. out there, 
Desert people are scary. Desert people are something <laughs> else, me. man. No, they're like, they're different. I was like, is there a Confederate flag here? <laughs> is this the South? It was yeah. Did you see a tumbleweed? <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. First yeah. time I saw a tumbleweed was, like, was out there. <laughs> this is where y'all drift? And it smelled. I don't know if bad. you remember yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. It's it too trash. for me to remember the scent. Weird. <laughs> I can't believe you but were anyway. there. I had I no idea yeah. that I, I you shadowed Naoki and you were at our events. Yeah, I faintly yeah. remember. Yeah. That dude could smoke a cigarette in one breath. He <laughs> 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 would have, I just remember, like, he just have like a pack of Marlboros and yeah. come out and just like, he would hold it and then from the side, he just smoked it. <laughs> 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 But I thought it was kind of cool. I was like, yo, this dude is like, you don't get this, it. That's very Japanese. <laughs> he don't care about his health. That's how much, you know? And like the stupidity of me was like, I idolized those type of imagery. So I started smoking too. That was a whole bad thing. But yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, studied under him, if you will. You know, I got to meet Moto. But uh, I didn't really get to like hang with him because I think the drifting side was more so Naoki. And he was working with like Takaono. And, uh, and Yukie, right? Yoshie. Um, yeah. Oh, Yoshie, Yoshie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yoshie, right? And um, yeah, I remember going over his house, meeting his kid. Yeah. You know, like he took me in. It was it was like an important time, right? Because I don't know what he saw in me, but obviously he was kind enough to like show me the ropes. He told me about what, you know, insurance they go with, right? And eventually we became, Club FR became like a sister chapter, if you will, okay. in the Midwest. And so that's how we ended up doing those Drift Day competitions, right? Um, that tied into you guys as well, mm-hmm. coming through to Road America. But how did that all go down? Where you're like, you're like, hey, Naoki, can I do Drift Day too? Or like, I mean, was it just something that he offered you? Or did you guys have to pay for that? Or how did that go yeah. down? So, so as far as the tea, as you'd like to always get. Oh, um, believe me, I got yeah. more questions yeah. for you for tea. This I is got not a text even tea. Message. <laughs> or, or you call, yeah, yeah. Nadine <laughs> called, and or we were on the phone. We were on the phone. Yeah. And then I was talking to Benson about like scheduling this, and all of a sudden it's like, I'm going to make you spill all the tea. <laughs> <laughs> you're always trying to start. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I got nothing to start. But anyhow, anyhow. Just so doing my job. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were you saying? The tea, man. Where's the tea? <laughs> oh, the no, tea. no, what, no. What tea how, no, no. We're just talking about like, how did you exactly get the drift day deal? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he was like, honestly, like I felt lucky, you know, that mm-hmm. he was so open about sharing what he was doing, right? Yeah. Because I think at that point, Cali being like having everything, can't get like parts in the Midwest or East Coast or whatever. It's all Cali, Cali, Cali. And- don't even like it just stops there it doesn't even come west east at all yeah um and then so having access right was kind of uh, a rarity at that time and so for me i looked at it as like having access to what you guys were doing out there you know and he was really really open about it right he wasn't and he was i don't know like i asked questions because i didn't know what was going on i've never run organized any events you know, I've only been to a couple autocrosses and I'm just a knucklehead kid, right? That can't hold a part-time job because I oversleep or something, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like that kid. And so coming to him, like he obviously saw something, you know what I mean? Was willing to like share something and, yeah. and I'm glad he did, you know? Um, and so like even like our, our Drift Day stickers are still the same double D, mm-hmm. you know, that you guys have out there with uh, Drift Association, right? Yeah. Um, and we still have it to this day, 
You know, he didn't ask for no royalties or whatever. He wasn't like, you need to break me off. He just said, go through my vinyl guy, right? Yeah. But I forget what his name is. And I think your car was there a long time ago, Benson. Um, Man. But anyway, um, he just wanted me to use his his boys, right? His contacts vendors. So we were getting Drift Day stickers sent out from Cali, you know, and... And they're insurance wise, like we were such high liability, especially in the Midwest, that like he was also kind enough to open up his annual like uh, liability and put us in as additional insured, okay, right, nice. for our events. That's right. Big. So like, yeah, and we like paid obviously, right? But the fact is, like, he like held the door open for us, yeah, you know, so that we could have access to insurance because out, you know, in Chicago. Ain't nobody give a fuck. They were like, what, drifting? Nah, thank right. you. I'm good. You right. know? Especially like and to a bunch of kids who want to do yeah, some of crazy course. stuff on the track. Of course. And then if they, if they, and then they're, if they do the whole like, well, if the track says fine, well, you know, the insurance is like eight grand a day, right? Yeah. It's like they just are letting us know by pricing us out. Yeah. You know? So it was that, you know? Um, and it was like certain, we, we went through insurance companies and they were just like drifting, like and then we try to like be slick and we're, like, we're going to do some auto crossing and yeah. some time, you know, whatever. And then they're like, well, you know, some of them like got fishy, right? So they would be like, well, we'd like to see some videos or, you know, some samples of, you know. Yeah. And so that kind of like, like puts us in a tough spot because then we can't do anything that looks sanctioned, right? Um, so it was, it was definitely a hurdle. And Naoki was, was huge in terms of like getting us there, nice. right? Yeah. Yeah. So. And so then that that eventually led into Pro Am happening. I don't know if we're there yet, right? Um, um, but we get to partner up with him that way. Yeah. What year did this start? The Pro Am. The the Drift Days, like the Drift, the first the relationship. For, yeah. Uh, I think it was pretty <clears throat> early. I think it was like two thousand four. I think it was like okay. a year of mm-hmm. us starting. Like yeah. it was quick, right? Yeah. Like I was, I was me and Rob. We were very Rob Ryder. We were very like. We just, we wanted to hit the ground running, right? Yeah. We just, once we like got a taste of like that, we could like do this and keep making these steps. Like it was just, you know, we, yeah, we just had to do it. And so, yeah. Josh from Pro, Josh from Proceed, like kind of put it into context for me when, when that started happening in the Midwest for you guys, the drift, the drift days out there, because, mm-hmm. uh, as, as a, a guy that was doing a lot of streeting and, um, mm-hmm. from the, you know, like like participating in drifting culture in the Midwest, you know, he was, he was telling me that drifting was going on out there, but people like, um, in, in the, in the, in SoCal, like seeing drift days going on and, um, seeing stuff on the East coast too. Like he was seeing drifting on the internet everywhere, but the Midwest. And he kind of felt like, well, Hey, we're here too. You know, like, you know, like, what about us? And he said, you know, like looking up to all the, the all the drifting media that was happening everywhere else in the U.S. to mm-hmm. see Drift Day happen in Chicago was like that's when you guys were put on the map. That, mm-hmm. Like now we are legit. Now we've got something that is cool, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. That was Facts. his thoughts. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, Josh has like always been like. That's the thing that's great about him is like he's like an important part of our history too because he's so like passionate, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah. About like what it means, right? Not just 
how it looks and how mm-hmm. it feels, right? But he he understands how much he loves it so much that he knows how to like frame it, yeah, with, like appreciation and care, right? Yeah, and so yeah, he's absolutely right. You know, like that was that was like a pretty big step, right? And and I I don't try to minimize it, right? Um, but it was just I don't know, like I. I don't think the the way that he does, right? I was approaching it as like, I just want to do it. Yeah. And we got people that want to do it. Let's just keep doing it and let's just figure out how to, you know, mm-hmm. go for it. And I'm glad that like, you know, we have people like Josh and other people that have been supporting us for a minute and building it with us, not even supporting us, right? Yeah. Um, that like, it can be what it is, right? Yeah. And, uh, and then of course, like, like it was cool because Callie... Y'all always had the dope stuff, right? Yeah. And and y'all always had the street. You know, and you don't have winners, right? You don't have winners. You could drive all the damn time. You got smog, I guess. But, <laughs> um, um, you know, we were always jealous of that. Yeah. Right? So, like, spring, summer, like, let's just get, you know, let's cars out the garage or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. we got to go. And so, um, I don't know. Sometimes I think, like, that we have that compressed time in a season. It makes us a little bit more, like... Hungry. Fiending for it. Yeah. 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 We're com- coming like out. All hungry. winter, you're just like yeah. fiending to get out there. And then when it comes, yeah. it's like, let's go. Yeah. Well, not only y'all that, like, like the tracks too. Cause yeah. you guys are on like real tracks and we're just in Yo, the we parking got salt. lot. You can't even cruise. Oh, <laughs> we got salt. Didn't think about that. Rust. Yep. Rust. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's a nice day out, I'm like, ah. this is like the, the streets look white because it fogs white with all the salt. I'm like, Damn. Not gonna happen. Not gonna Not happen. Lucky. Not gonna happen. You you guys in the Pacific Northwest, you you guys got the the clean cars. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's a, it's all a trade off. It's all a trade off. <laughs> I just love that you guys get to go to real road courses and stuff, and we don't have as many. We just I don't know. We got oh. a lot. Well, I think we got. A well, lot. I mean, when we at the end that during that time we yeah. were just in parking lots, no one would let yeah. us yeah. in. You know. But you know what was sure. dope was though, like they did, you know, like like Naoki, like I remember being in his house. Sorry to track it back mm-hmm. for a second, but he had um like these books. He was like a huge Formula One dude. Okay, and so he have these books about like or these pages that were just scattered around where it has like like optimal turns and apexes and what happens when you apex is like he's like studying motorsports, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> and then like Taka is out there, right? Like he's like essentially like the crash test dummy and he'll go out and rip it and give his feedback so it was dope to also see that partnership yeah mm-hmm. you know um and so it wasn't just like you know you guys just have parking lots and it was whatever right yeah, like no like no there's a lot of consideration that went into like your course design oh yeah taco was sure. scca champion multiple yeah. times for autocross and mm-hmm. so he was the Kansas, guy yeah he's the guy that did the, all the track design all of them yeah and he would have in mind like what he wants to challenge us on and he would do it so that was like, yeah. it was the downside that, you know, a lot of people made fun of us for uh, having courses with cones in a parking lot. Like there's nothing to hit. There's no real danger or risk. Yeah. But the upside to that was Taka was challenging us every single time with something new. Yeah. Something new. Yeah. yeah. So Double dope. apex, late Sensei. apex, like high speed yeah. entry, like <laughs> yeah. speed control, all that stuff. Like, yeah. e- like every time we had a different track. So that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Super dope. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Road courses, sure. But, like, we were also jealous of you guys because you could also make a road course, like, like, a, like a course layout super fast, too, yeah. right? Yeah. We could lay out a course that, like, um, challenged us as much as, like, a like a D1 event coming up. 
Like yeah. We can go yeah. super high speed and yeah. practice all the things that we need. Yeah. 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 So then it turned into you guys hosting bigger events, right? So tell mm. us about that. Because you hosted some pretty iconic events. Um, You're talking so about RSR? RSR. Yeah. Tell us about RSR. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. RSR was like, it was kind of unreal. I was like, oh, are we really doing this? Like, it was, I believe, it, yeah, it had to come through Naoki for sure, right? Because I think it came through Naoki or some part of that faction out there when mm-hmm. the first one happened, right? Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Um, so so that that privilege of being connected to Dirt Association gave us the opportunity to try something different, right? And so, yeah, we got to host it at uh, Route 66 Chicago Motor Speedway. Yeah. Um, the back parking lot of the drag strip, I believe, which is just like craters and jumps and bumps and, <laughs> yeah it's like i don't know how it's that but it was um who yeah, secured who the venue oh it was i guess myself and yeah myself and naoki right wow. and rob and rob yeah yeah we went and we presented and luckily we had um naoki's backing right so we had all like the right paperwork and things like that that like legitimized us you know and then yeah we we locked it down and this is 2004, and that was, was still yeah. really early in drifting, yeah. just yeah. in general in the USA. Yeah, you know? 04 was a 04 was a big year for drifting in SoCal, and yeah, for sure. And Ken Gushi, Ken Gushi, Formula, Shout out Dr- Ken Gushi. Formula D. He was too. a baby at that time. He was uh, a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, he had his license his suspended. And holding his trophy. I was like, Damn. <laughs> Don't Taku. even think he had a driver's license at that point. So. No, he yeah, did not. He didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but when when you were approached about it, like what what did they say? Did they tell you like Orito was coming and Oh yeah, yeah. Alex and Alex Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Yeah, I got to see his balls too. Oh. But anyway, um TMI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well he was, you know, he was showing it off. He had like a drink, you know. Yeah. He's like, You wanna see a Prince Albert? I'm like, no, here it is. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Can I get some Corolla parts? He just yeah. said a drink. Yeah. I don't think he just had a drink. Okay. Yeah, he was the only sober one, right? right. No. Um, no, it was a trip. Like, especially because Arito, right? Yeah. We're watching option videos, you know? And, and it's like, it's it's a dude with, with the unibrow, you know? Like, he's he can't, and he's just, it's Arito, right? Yeah. It's like him and him and Keiji, right? So, it was just kind of unreal. And that was when he was doing, like, the cowboy phase, I think. Was it? He was like... Yeah, he was like wearing leathers, and he didn't he have like a cowboy hat, or was Did that? I don't remember if that was two thousand four. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Supra. Yeah, that's cowboy. Oh, yeah, era. that's another thing. That's another. What's thing. that? He was like the Supra. Yeah, and he was an early, early adopter of that. Nobody yeah. else really messed with it that way, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And I remember cowboy. that was an interesting time too, also because because. Pfeiffer eventually did RSR with the S2000, right? Mm-hmm. And that was also a car that was kind of like, mm, I don't know if we should or it's yeah. too difficult. And right, that was interesting. But anyway, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was it was like unreal, right? That like these heroes of us that of ours that we're seeing in these videos, right? Um, driving Hachirokus even, right? In some of these yeah. videos. And then this is when they were like knucklehead kids or younger. And now like they're these established drivers of not just drifting, of motorsport, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's coming here, you know? Like it was, yeah. yeah, definitely like just cool, right? Just not even just happy to be hosting it, but just happy that like we get to also watch it too. Yeah. You know? Oh, and then like having like you come out, Hero 
uh, coming out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just also meeting, like, our, like, our stateside, like, you know, like, people, our fans, right? Like, our, our like, that represents us and what we're doing, right? Yeah. It was cool to then host you guys from out there to here, too. So, it wasn't just, like, seeing, you know, these legends, right? But it was also, like, meeting you guys, our internet friends, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in this fashion. And it was, yeah, I don't know. It was an exciting time for sure. I mean, I definitely hear from a lot of people that that event really introduced them to drifting. Um, mm. For some, it was the first time they saw it at all. Some mm. where they saw in person. And uh, that's when the bug bit them, right? And so, Dope. you know, in the grand scheme of things, like that, doing that event really brought on the next generation of drifting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and we That's just dope. celebrated we just celebrated the anniversary of the RSR Drift yeah. Drift Festival this yeah. year, right? Yeah. It was How many years was damn, it? Damn. 20? Is it 20? 20? They said 20 years. Was that oh, 2003? Shit, yeah, no, it was 2004. It was 2004. 19. Out of way. 19 I don't years. know. 19, 20 years, but it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Big deal. Yeah. And then the following year, you guys did FD Pro-Am. So that's like a different mm-hmm. series, Formula yeah. Drift. How did yeah. that go down? Was that any different? Um, that was a little bit different. I was, I got, that was an opportunity for me to be more like uh, hands-on. Because mm-hmm. um, it, it was the Pro-Am series. They just started and they wanted to split it into four regions. And so we were part of the North region. Um, and so Formula D was, approached you for that? Yeah. Well, we got through Naoki again, right? Okay. He he reached out to me and he's like, hey, like, I'm talking to Jim Law mm. and he wants to do this. We need more drivers. I know that there's hungry drivers out there, you know, and we yeah. need to essentially, like, we need to, like, fill the books, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, so we can actually have, like, a presentable top 16, you know? Um, and I think, I think at that time it was kind of tough to sell it to certain drivers, right? There was a lot of people that were, they weren't as confident, you know, it was just kind of too soon, too fast. But, yeah, drifting was um, still young out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? And it was still young out there for sure, but you guys still had way more access than us. So yeah. just think about that, yeah. right? And then knowing that, like, you know, like even trends at the time, like it takes like a year or two to come that way kind of mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> before like the internet becoming like just super, auto- like uh, ubiquitous. Um, so... It was uh it was a tougher sell, but we eventually ended up splitting into the northern region and uh yeah, it was it was a good opportunity to meet other organizers um around the country. Yeah. So that was also kinda cool for me, right? I got to 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 meet like I think it was like Brian Eggert from East Coast, you know. Um and then oh man, he gonna be so mad. I forgot his name. <laughs> in, in Texas. Not Lone Star, but uh, Corolla, Coop, Young. Hmm. Oh, damn. I don't remember. Yeah, Korean dude, big dude, country, okay. country. He talks like this, but he's <laughs> but he looks like an old Korean man. So okay. he's so uh, mad at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> know, he's so Whatever his name is, he got too many kids. He can't walk. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh my god, I'm gonna remember it. I'm gonna just like like Tourette's it out later. But anyway, <laughs> um, and then I got to meet more organizers out west, like uh, with Just Drift, you know. Yeah. And so then you got to kind of see the diversity of different organizations, mm-hmm. right? And everyone kind of had like a similar idea, but they took it from their own, like you know, like you know, cloth, if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was also important for me to see, right? Because for the longest time, 
um, Naoki was mentorship, right? Yeah. And so everything I was doing was kind of in reference to like, oh, like how did he do it, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I think I want to do it like this, but but you know what I mean. And and then to meet other organizers was good too, because then I get to see their format, their okay. approach, okay, what their drivers are like, you know, um, and then what kind of tracks they have, you know, and how do they work their angles on like you know entries and you know just like just like the stupid back end admin stuff that's like necessary to keep keep it going, right? Okay, okay, but. But like I was just curious on how that works so that we could figure it out, right? Um, but yeah, so the pro am, yeah. So we ended up doing that, um, and we ended up holding the the the, the pro am point series for our drift days, and then we uh, yeah we eventually got that to the points where you to the point where the, the 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 champion of the Midwest Cup series would then end up going to Laughlin, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Where they would do the first pro am licensed drivers competition, and and who did you send for that? Rob Ryder. Rob Ryder. Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim. Big shoulders, small head. Small head. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Then the helmet made it look like a regular size. <laughs> it's because he's just always working on his lats. Yeah. Doing all that. <laughs> looking in the mirror, looking just at himself, weights. <laughs> Creep. <laughs> nah, just kidding. I was out of shape. He was just like <laughs> making up for for me being a slob. There are a lot. Baby. There are a lot of dudes out there that were big up top. Yeah, just yeah. like, oh yeah, he had chicken legs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Did so working with all those organizations, kind of like observing the you know the differences between you know East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, all that South, like. Did you also recognize maybe an identity for Chicago style cars and drifting that was different mm. from everybody else? Mm, for sure, yeah. Well, what what I mean, makes what makes the Midwest different? What what's unique about you guys? Uh, I mean, we. Well, okay, so I guess maybe part of being, I guess, second wave, if you will, right? Because Cali's first wave mm-hmm. is it affords us the opportunity to reference Japan. And then reference Cali mm-hmm. and then kind of see what's similar and what's different. And then we get to kind of like cocktail what we want, right? From that, right? Because then we get to see how you guys kind of emulate it, right? Um, and then we kind of find a style that kind of fits our own. Um, and because, you know, in Chicago and, you know, I don't want to play into the whole Chirac or whatever, but mm-hmm. there's a certain energy in Chicago, right? Okay. And it's a little bit grimier, I think, you know, and I think. You know, those potholes don't give a fuck about how much money you make or what yeah. kind of Bentley it is. It wants to just make, ruin your day, yeah. right? That's the type of roads it is. And to to just give the finger back, you just put your car on the ground, right? You mm-hmm. know, and you just roll with it too, right? And I think that kind of attitude is probably what, you know, influences. Um, it's just not just a style, but it's even like driving, right? You know, and then also being Midwest and cold, right? You have very limited time. You don't have year round, so you kind of take advantage too. And summers, like you just you just drive until the sun comes up, right. kind of thing. You know, I, I also yeah. believe that the the winters, the the time where you're not able to drive your car, mm-hmm. it, it forces you to kind of sit and dream, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. be more thoughtful yeah. about for sure what my car is going to look like when it's springtime, when I can drive it mm-hmm. again. 
mm-hmm. and it gives you time to buy your parts and like yep. you, it gives you an off season to like fix things, makes yeah. make things the way true. you want it. And you know, like yeah. us, like we we didn't have that, so it, yeah. like it was just constant, just like driving. Something breaks, put a bandaid on it, keep driving. You know that yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's very true. But there also was that, you know, you can get a nice winter beater if it's like real drive and you mm. go rip it around. Yeah. Run into highway barriers because you're going too fast, Rob. You know, <laughs> things like that, you know. We don't know time nothing about that. We, yeah, actually it wasn't even real drive. It was a 89 Corolla GTS that he yeah. had as a winter beater. And we were the only ones on the highway. And it was like midnight. And it was like a winter storm. Yeah. And he's going like... 50 miles uphill and it starts to arc right and we don't turn right and the steering wheel is turning right and we're just floating yeah and then we just hit the rail you hit the k rail yeah and then we bounce off and then he's i don't know if you turn back in and we hit it again oh man <laughs> one in seconds about to ride the whole rail home yeah okay so so the but time yeah. so the time that he put his miata into the k rail wasn't his first time into a k rail oh no no i think okay. he uh or was it his first? And then after that, he just didn't care if you ever hit another one again. Mm, okay. I think it was probably after. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's all your fault, Benson. It's all yeah, my fault. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah we talked yeah, about that story. Yeah, I yes. remember. Good old yeah. 2005. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's not have him relive that trauma. <laughs> <laughs> but so, um, you weren't, you are no longer associated with Drift Association. No. Oh, I don't remember how it happened. Hmm. I don't honestly like. I I think it was just okay. So it's never anything bad, but it's either like. Are you sure? Naoki. Yeah, I mean, because I'm really trying to remember, right? Like there wasn't like hard feelings, right? But mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was on my end, right? Because again, like I think it's important in the story to recognize that I was just like uh, I was still kind of a like a, a kid with no direction, mm-hmm. right? And like. This doing this like was like an anchor to this life that was just chaos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So 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 I don't know if it was well. Okay, I think it came after pro am was done, right? Because pro am was a tough thing to incorporate into our group um, because there was only a handful of people that were serious. Yeah. And we had to interrupt our regular drift days mm. in order to to put on these little competitions, right? And I think. I try my best to make it so that, you know, like we consolidate the competition as quick as possible so that we could resume. Um, but I think it was just maybe off-putting for some people or yeah. some people felt like peer pressured to have to co- compete so that could at least maximize the, the time. registration. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that was kind of the tough thing that I didn't know how to navigate. Yeah. And, um, and Naoki wasn't uh, necessarily a resource for that to help me. Right. Um, cause he was the one I think that was like really trying to push, like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, you know? And overall, yeah, it was fine. But I think, you know, deep down inside, like I didn't feel like it was, you know, like fair, mm. you know, to yep. the drivers that pay full price. And eventually I think it proved that I was correct because, um, our driver like turnout just dropped. Right. Yeah. And for the longest time we had to like crickets to the point where some events we canceled because we didn't we had like six people sign up i'm like yeah. you know what i'm gonna drive four <laughs> hours to go like see like six cars Just, you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and we weren't gonna we we're gonna like be like completely like like 
pockets inside out for that event too yeah right? so that yeah. also like his financial decision was stupid too so we had like a couple years where it was like that mm-hmm. and it was coming out of the wave of doing pro-am so i stopped doing pro-am and i think doing that was probably what stopped our communication mm-hmm. you know but it wasn't like negative or it wasn't like like an exit interview either where it was just like well you know this is a good run, you know, yeah. hopefully we could do something else, right? It wasn't even that, right? I think, and so that's why I say, did I mismanage it, right? Yeah. Did I not, you know, like speak to him and be like, hey, like this is how I feel and this is like our turnout. And I may have probably expressed it to a certain degree, but I, there's a part of me that feels like if I can remember correctly that I might have mismanaged that, possibly, okay. right? Okay. You know, but it, I think I've seen him several times shortly after, like, we stopped doing it and it wasn't any ill will. But then again, he's Japanese, so maybe they don't show how they feel or mm-hmm. whatever, right? So, you know, I think that part of it was, I wasn't too sure, right? Um, but yeah, but yeah, I, I don't, it was never like a falling out or we had an argument okay. or, you know what I mean? Or he was pissed about something, yeah. at least to my knowledge, yeah. right? You know? But at some point, you were not drift association anymore you're not doing drift yeah. days you, it was just club yeah. R, club club fr events yeah yeah but we kept you know the logo for like the the stickers and we still called it that we okay. had our own insurance by that time yeah you know so it wasn't like you know like trying to like have to navigate that with him right mm-hmm. but yeah it was uh i don't know but it was good though because then at that point then we got to start excuse me coming back to like grassroots yeah right and that was also like you know like a little bit of a lull but it was also a cool time because during that time that's when street drifting in chicago right was really like just like bubbling right? yeah yeah and it was like josh and them right and they were all going out every night chopping them everybody right they were mm-hmm. ripping it up right and mm-hmm. they were on like geo cities or zanga or whatever the <laughs> whatever it was at the time you know zanga. myspace myspace <laughs> you know and like they were, you know, like they were doing it right. And Simba was grip gambler, you know, yeah. and and it was just kind of like a time for that. And I think at that time, Rob had like gone to Japan to to meet a Japanese. I mean, to teach English. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it was like a, a like a vacancy in terms of my partnership, and then it was yeah. also like this vacancy in terms of not having like uh like my connection with naoki right yeah to do this and then also like a drop in our our like registration yeah so yeah so then that was kind of like a yeah a lull if you will yeah Um, so so i've i've been told about that that period of time when club fr was really struggling and uh i think coupled with the financial crisis and some other things going on Mm -hmm. um I've heard this from many people, but they said that you were the one that you were always there and you never yeah. let you never let Club FR die. Yeah. No matter whether yeah. you had to cancel events, whether you were out there trying to find more staff, find more drivers, yeah. managing everything so that Club FR can can keep moving on even though it was really do- really dark times for you guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely, yeah. I don't know. Just we worked so hard to get to that point, right? Yeah. Like, why just throw in the towel? I mean, it's not. Wasn't even. I don't. I don't. I don't think I've ever felt like I had to throw the towel in. Yeah. You know. You never felt but, like this might be the end. Nah, nah, nah. Never. Right. I don't know. I feel like. 
I've been through some rough times in the past, mm. right? And I mean, yeah, maybe I might have lost some dough or lost some people, but like ultimately, like I gained more experience, right? Right, mm-hmm. more confidence, hopefully, yeah. right? Yeah. So in that way, I wasn't like channeling that like explicitly in my mind, but I think if I look back, like I never felt. Like, oh, maybe I should throw in the towel, right? Yeah. There have been times where I was just like, yo, like, what are we, what, 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 what am I doing wrong? Yeah. You know? Or like, or sometimes I would feel like, man, we shouldn't have done Pro-Am or whatever. I yeah. would have those kind of regrets, right? But it was never like, we need to just cut this shit out, right? Yeah, yeah. And a part of it was also like, there was still like, also Simba too. Simba was probably at more Drift Day events than I have been in, mm-hmm. right? Because there was a year where I was in New York and he was holding it down too. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, so he was also part of it too. So it was not just like I felt like I was by myself, right? Mm-hmm. It was, I had him as well and I had a handful of other people that were always like coming through, right? Yeah. So, and that was strongly connected to Tokyo Factory as well, right? Yeah. I, I have to say that like Club FR and Tokyo Factory, right, is like a really big part of how, it was symbiotic, you know? Yeah. Tell, tell us needed, a little bit about that relationship and what Toge Factory means to the Midwest area and drifting. Toge Factory is huge. I mean, yeah, I think exactly. Like, so for the Midwest, I'm like trying to like talk to these Honda shops about like coilovers for Corolla and they're like, nah, you know, like, yeah. or like, we got these, these like bootleg Rega Masters or Rotas, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just like, that was just all it was, right? It was like this copy and paste of whatever was popular or whatever, Stephen Papadakadis or whatever, <laughs> you know, whoever, right? <laughs> it was always referencing something the California was doing. Yeah. And it was like a shittier, like version of it, mm-hmm. right? That we had to like, like at least, at least deal with. And if we wanted like real stuff, like, if we wanted real Rega Masters, like we would have to go to Cali or like... If I wanted real SSRs, I would hit wheel choice, right? Like things like that. So for us to always be looking west and then to have, uh, to meet Dave, Toga Factory Dave Lee, um, it was huge. Like, like it was like a boss hub but i was like i could get it from you here in yeah, front of me yeah. right that was like I a huge have to pay thing. for shipping from cali yeah yeah i mean yeah like it's expensive bro but uh it's cool i'll pay no, yeah no. price was right right like he was importing parts right? you're he like scratching your planes. neck like a like an addict <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i'll take that I'll take the boss up yeah yeah 200 dollars is probably only 85 in japan but that's cool yeah so but he was like flying literally flying he said he got his he had a sill 80 when we first met him at that, like that, uh, that auto body glass shop mm-hmm. meeting, he was there too. Okay. And we met him before he even was Togi factory. Okay. We met him when he was selling parts out of his forerunner or whatever truck that yeah. he would be flying in from Japan and sometimes yeah. sitting in the seat for like 20 hours. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so he started his business so close to us and then immediately, right. He was like, he knew exactly what was up. Right. Like he knew what parts to get, like what's going to sell well. Right. And he got into doing like uh fiberglass bumpers for a while too. But before that he was, he was bringing in like, like wheels with decent offset. Right. Mm-hmm. He was bringing in like 18s. Like what? We'd never seen 18 SSRs. What yeah. are these professors? Oh, sh-. yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It was like kids that found a nudie magazine. You yeah. Know what I mean, we yeah. were just like horny for this stuff. Yeah. You know? And it was just, yeah, it was, it was, he was our drug dealer. Yeah. You know, essentially. And then, you know, he would get the squash air freshers. We'd, we'd, we'd gobble that up, right? Yeah. you have the videos. we gobble that up, right? Yeah. Shift now is fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then eventually got into like turbo kits and just more serious stuff. So like, I say symbiotic because obviously he needed dummies like us to spend all our money there, mm-hmm. 
you know, and to break things at the track and then to go back and spend it, right? But also, like, you know, it was symbiotic because, like, we needed him not just the parts, but he had knowledge, you know? Yeah. And he's uh, super obsessive and precise, right? Mm -hmm. That, like, he, he, he dinos his own struts and stuff. I mean, like, it was like some nerd, right? Yeah. You know? But he's also an incredible driver, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he understands what the people want, right? And yep. so, like, all of that combined, you know, and then now teaming up with his brother, Mike Lee, like... Like, they've built it to what it is today, right? And they've done different motorsports. But the birth of Togi Factory is drifting with us, you yeah. know? Yeah. And yeah, I, I even, mean, I mean, it was Togi Factory so amazing that I was seeking out things that only Dave had. Yeah, right? that's crazy. And yeah. that's You just, were on Cali. Yeah, we yeah. were in Cali. I we're was like, Cali. man, but I got to pay for shipping for Arrow? <laughs> Come yeah. on. Now you know how it feels. Now I yes, know. Yeah. Yes. Dave, where's it going to? Yeah, yeah, I'm charged. <laughs> <laughs> Another 80 bucks. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. um, yeah. So you, you also mentioned about when Mark, or no, <laughs> when you mentioned that Rob, <laughs> you also mentioned when Rob was away in Japan. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. Rob told me a little bit about that time, a little bit before he left. Um, tea. He was, There's some tea coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I say Rob, I mean Rob Ryder. But Rob, yeah. Rob and you were kind of like the, I mean, there are p lots of people involved with running Club FR and your drift days. But yeah. uh, you two were kind of the main people. And Rob always considered, yeah. he told me he considered Drift Day his baby. Right, mm -hmm. and you you said mm -hmm. that too, uh, mm -hmm. or maybe I said that, but uh, it was really important for him, and he spent a lot of time obsessing about about the events and wanting it to run the, the way that he wanted it to be run. Um, yeah. And it, and that that period of time came where he had the opportunity to pursue professional drifting mm -hmm. and maybe look for a career in drifting or see how far he can go. Uh, he told me about a time that was uh, really important for your friendship where uh, you were noticing that um, he wasn't, he wasn't doing as good of a job um, running the events because he was also very focused on his driving and, and, mm. and, you know, finding where he fit in the world of professional drifting. Yeah. yeah. And that you guys got in a fight. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, he said I that mean, was the yeah. the one time that he ever got in a yelling match with you. Yeah. And it got very passionate. And uh, I don't know. Do you want to tell that story? I don't remember it completely. I think okay. I have it like blocked I, in my I memory. Could fill but you I do in. remember. But well, okay, yeah, yeah. Let's hear. Let's hear. So so Rob told me that you guys you guys were fighting about it uh because not because you disagreed with him, but because you cared so much about what he could potentially do with drifting, um, how far he could go, that mm -hmm. you wanted to take the Club FR drift day stuff on oh, your own yeah. shoulders to let him spread yeah, his wings. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that. Oh, yeah. Damn. And you yelled at Damn, him. Rob, you remember that? Rob yeah, remembered yeah. it. He, he told me yeah. you yelled at him and you told yeah. him, just let me do it. And, yeah. and you go do your thing. I remember. I do remember. And he I was he was really upset. He did not want to let go of the reins. Yeah. But yeah. you know, talking to you, he kind of realized what you were trying to say, what you were trying yeah. to do for him. Yeah. And there's the story of like Rob going to uh, 
to compete for for that uh, FD license and mm -hmm. also going to Japan mm -hmm. with like things that um, he 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 was a big deal doing that stuff. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Representing the Midwest yeah. and then and then oh, no. going to Japan and doing a bunch of cool stuff that you know he later became pretty well known for. But you know, yeah, of course, that's thanks to you. I mean, I'm glad he listened. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I actually, well, I, I guess I do remember that, but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy to hear mm. this, right? Because you did your homework and you talked to other people to yeah. dig up dirt and then Nadine was like, get some more dirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did. But I guess it's kind of cool to hear that, right? Because yeah. it's a memory I forgot about, right? Because I guess, yeah, there was a little bit, I, w I remember being annoyed with him and angry with him, right? Because, yeah. you know, well, because also I believe it's like, why well, do two things? Yeah. Right? Preach. And like, we've been doing this together. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and so I guess not, I guess I was mo most upset about it's like, we were a team. Yeah. You know? It's like, let me get this dime. Mm. You're right under the fucking rim. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why you got to try to also bring the ball up, right? You know what yeah. I mean? It was kind of like that kind of feeling, right? Yeah. Or it's just like, do what you do. I'm going to feed you the rock. Yeah. Right? And he, I think at the time, I don't know if this is true on his end, but I thought maybe it was an ego that was like hindering, right? Mm. And so that was starting to like become a resentful thing for me, right? Because I yeah. was like, yo, like, I don't understand. Like, why are you trying to do both? Yeah. You know? And all you talk about is the other thing. Yeah. Right? All you're talking about is driving, right? Yeah. So like, like, let's give this a shot, mm. you know? And you keep talking about it. And then, you know what I mean? So it was kind of one of those things where maybe, maybe I needed to be more like, nurturing if you would not nurturing but a little bit more maybe soft-handed mm. you know um but i think it was just more like i felt an urgency yeah. right for us right because him doing well also is good for us mm -hmm. right because yeah like we need someone to represent like not just club far but like you know like more drivers from out here right yeah and then we have other drivers like brian peters and all these dudes that got to come up right but like that was the time where it was like strike the iron while it's hot mm -hmm. and I felt frustrated that I don't think he understood that. Or maybe he did, but he wanted to try to do both, one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I, I do remember that. I do remember. Yeah. So that he can go do it. And, yeah. And I was down for it, right? And, and yeah. You That's water, crazy. Water under the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. You know, I mean, he ended up still doing, you know, so many important things for us, right? I mean, for the Miata community or oh, whatever, yeah. right? Or just for our history of it, right? I mean, yeah. he was also a big part of him connecting with you, you know, in different ways. You know, or you both of you, I guess, you know, yeah. if you think about it. Because he, I wasn't as social in that sense. He was the one that was reaching out to you guys, right? Yeah. Like, I was hitting up Naoki or trying to, like, figure out, like, things on, like, how to figure out the processes. But he was also important to think about, like these like relationships that we should also have together mm -hmm. you know and he understood that better than me right i was thinking more locally i was always thinking like oh cali don't want to mess with us so like i'm just gonna <laughs> just figure out our, our stuff right that's yeah. how i saw it as yeah you know part of you know you know it's like you're making things chicago. up it's stupid <laughs> in chicago right chip on the shoulders right yeah no i think you, ha <laughs> you both had different perspectives because yeah. uh you were you were you were thinking about it as uh from the perspective of someone who's trying to run a successful event Right yeah, and how to yeah. and how to do that yeah. well and how to be oh, better, bro. Yeah. Right. And Rob. Yeah. Rob was Rob was doing that, but he was also so in love with the driving side of it 
that mm-hmm. he was trying to make contacts. He was doing what you were doing with Naoki, but with with other drivers. Yeah, yeah. And he was an incredible driver, right? So yeah. I was just like, what are you doing? Mm. You know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, or maybe it was like that he was a little, you know, like he needed like a better way to be motivated instead of me berating him, maybe. I worked, though. Maybe it I need to like squeeze his butt, you know, and like <laughs> say, what a good boy. Rob, you're the best. No, I, I think he know, likes you know? tough love. It works. Yeah, I think and so it, too. he remembers it yeah. to this day with all yeah. the details. Yeah. That's um, good. That's good. That's dope, though. But I want to talk you, about, Rob. oh, you know what's crazy is Benson was like talking about tea this time. So I'm going to talk mm. about sweet stuff, <laughs> I guess. Sweet tea? Sweet tea. It's not sweet tea. But I want to talk about Final Bout. Yeah. Like, I'm uh. repping Final Bout today in my Final Bout shirt. I love. Final Bout 2 shirt. Oh, yeah. But I, I love everything Final Bout. Um, I remember going and it's just one of my most memorable favorite types of like drift competitions that I've ever gone to. Um, And now I kind of don't want to see any other ones that are like solo runs or formula drift. Like I'm just like, take me back to final bout because it's, it's just my favorite um, comp to watch um, here in the States. And so tell me about how final bout came about. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, it was birthed by Simba and Ilya, you know, and at that time it was, was, I guess, incubated by Club FR, you know, because, you know, it was an idea that they had and they wanted to apply it to the format that we've been doing forever at US Air, but they were going to make their adjustments, right, in terms of course layouts and whatever, and then bring back right like like curate right the the right essence of style and and visuals right um and almost like a love letter to to that era right mm-hmm. or, or or to our cars you know what i mean you know um and so i got to be a part of it because they asked me for like the back end stuff for the help right with the insurance and stuff so kind of much like how naoki was down to share whatever i mean obviously symbols already part of this to begin with but, you know, like, of course, like, why wouldn't we do this? You know, like, let's grow this. Right. And so I got to work with them for the first three years or four years. So final about one, then the special stage years and then final about two. And I think after that I was done, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, like that was like, I was I don't know. That was like really cool to conceptualize an event like that. Yeah. Because all the while, I just think of it as, you know, maybe I'm the old dude, right, that only can see it from the old ways, right? And I'm thinking of it in a D1 or a Formula D-like context of competition. Yeah. But here they are kind of like turning the canvas the other way and making you, making you look at things differently, right? Yeah. So it was cool to to be, you know, just doing the, the back-end weird stuff, but then also kind of seeing, like, what they're intending to do, how they're communicating with people, right? How they're organizing it in a different way, mm-hmm. right? And then, like, curating it and, like, you know, and developing, you know, more teams. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, 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 it's dope, you know? Yeah. And for, I mean, the listeners that don't know Final Bout, shame on you. Um, just give us a little, a little like, one-liner real quick yeah. about what that mm-hmm. is. Car show and drifting, all in one place. Team right? drifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team drifting. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't want. Yeah. 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 Exactly. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That. I mean, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But, yeah. But also, car show inspired by 
early 2000s, late 90s Japanese mm-hmm. drifting culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically Very the specific. era that a lot of us fell in love with. Yeah. And I think the one that aesthetically holds true still to this day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll stay just because yeah. can't find these damn cars anymore. Oh, yeah. no, man. <laughs> Tell me right? about it. <laughs> How much for this? 30 grand? <laughs> Does it run? No. What? <laughs> it's a Corolla. It's an SR5. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, oh, my god. That pains me. I know. You guys talk about this all the time. You know, and we always sound like curmudgeons. But I know. Like, <sighs> it's okay. These prices, man. It's all right. I'm good. Let's talk about cars. You want to? Yeah, yeah. So you know, we we kind of we kind of went uh, we kind of skipped through your love of Hachirokus. I think oh, I, yeah. I think there was more yeah. Hachiroku talk there. Yeah. Um, uh, like, tell me tell me about your love for Hachirokus and um, and tell me about that one that one <laughs> that dark got away. green one that got away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Hachirokus, it wasn't, I didn't fall in love with them as Hachirokus. I yeah. fell in love with them with a different name. Yeah. They were called Twinkies. Twin cam- or oh, Twinkies? Twinkies twin cams. Twinkies yeah. or Twinkams. Yeah. yeah. So, um, my love of rotaries and Corollas comes from <laughs> Puerto Rican people. Yeah. Um, in Chicago and also I noticed like East Coast and I think I'm sure if there's Puerto Ricans out in Cali or whatever, but it must be like part of their national anthem or something like that. But they like love rotaries and yeah. Corollas. Yeah. It's like a thing. Yeah. Right? Even in Puerto Rico, right? Like, I have friends that go visit and like, yo, like, there's these rotaries, this blah, 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 R100s, whatever, right? So, um, through them, I got to discover, like, like drag spec R100s that do, like, nine seconds. And they're just revving, doing burnouts in a Chicago alley, right? Yeah. Like, just wild, <laughs> right? And Corollas that have, like, nitrous bottles and chrome, like, you know, like... <laughs> Like it would be a four AC, not even a twin cam, and they still call it a Twinkie, you know. <laughs> and it would be a slicks and skinnies on a car that probably does like a fifteen second quarter mile. It just yeah. sounds like it's dying, you know. Yeah. But I loved it, you know. And and I idolized the dudes, you know, that were all like, you know, there were probably some of them were drug dealers or whatever, right? But like in that community, it wasn't like a Ferrari or whatever. It was a Corolla or yeah. like an an RX three, you know. And um, I loved that it was just like this obsession around them. And so it was infectious, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I wanted a rotary because of them actually, which is, you know, also where the FC kind of comes in. I forgot to mention, but um, the Corolla is also my introduction to it was through them. So I thought it was this like cool little street car that you could rip around. Uh, fast forward a couple of years. Um, well, yeah, my first one. Yeah. My first one was once I discovered um, drifting recently that's when i was like you know what like i love corollas i see this drifting you know here's 500 bucks and you know and this puerto rican dude's gonna sell it to me and it's like only two hundred and fifty thousand miles and it's burning oil and it still runs <laughs> so why not right yeah and then josh and i go to this neighborhood called humble park and we go pick it up and then we drive that back and we're huffing fumes yeah and then we just go drift the parking lot of my apartment and then yeah like that was kind of the beginning of it yeah you know um so that was the first one and then the second one I got it from another Puerto Rican dude who was like down on his luck. And so I got, you know, a posi welded, you know, a okay. welded diff, yep. you know, and it had SR5 seats and it smelled like, you know, like Philly blunts. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, and it was fast and it had this terrible racing stripe on the side. Oh, yeah. And I still bought it, you know, because I wanted a coupe, you know, because the okay. first one was a hatch. 
So you love coop. your preference is coops. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Coops are faster. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a dude on Club Four AG that had that handle and I wanted it, but yeah, he wouldn't give it up. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So my preferences are coops, eleven coops to be exact. So okay. the third one was uh the eleven coupe, but before it was eleven coupe, it was a Trueno coupe, um, and it was actually a GTS that I got in NorCal. Okay. That was the flat out black there. one. Yeah, that was the flat black one. Okay. I bought this off of a listing on Club 4AG. Yeah. And uh, I flew out there with a friend of mine from college, my roommate, and we bought a one-way ticket. Um, Andy, you might have met him. His name is Andy M. We might have met in K-Town a long time ago once and had dinner. Sure, Mm -hmm. maybe. Anyway, Mm -hmm. anyway, so, so he was my roommate, and we flew out, and it was April in Wisconsin. We were both going to school here at the university. And it was like midterms, like just finished, right? Yeah. And the weather, for some reason, it was like 70 degrees here. And usually April here is snow. Yeah. So what happened was I bought this plane ticket. I even asked him. I just bought the plane ticket. And I was like, can you go? You know, because I got to go buy the second car. And yeah. he just didn't want to study. So I was like, cool, let's go. So we flew out to Sacramento. Okay. And then we went to, I think it was like Folsom, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And we picked up this car from this, like, like goofy kid with a cracking voice. And, you know, he's, like, you know, excited that I flew all this way and then I'm going to drive it back. And then as soon as I get in the car and I give him the money to get the title of the whole nine, we see, like, snow falling. And people are like, oh, you know, it's Northern California. It's fine. Yeah. Eventually, there's, like, the snow doesn't stop. And we're going up the mountains and we're trying to go through. And then we stop for gas and there's just, like, a blizzard warning. Yeah. So a blizzard is starting in NorCal, and we're basically driving the entire way with this car. And the reason why I went there is because I didn't want a car with any rust or yeah. whatever. Now we have to drive through places oh, possibly no. with salt. <laughs> so I was like, "You brought it with can't you. Win. You brought the I weather with win. you. Yeah. What yeah. year? What year was this? <laughs> this was two thousand five, okay. six. And, and to five, break six, to break the hearts four, of every listener, four? how much did you pay for that car? 1800 bucks. Yeah. 110,000 miles, no rush, straight frame, GTS. real GTS, kooky, 87, clean. Oh, okay. Yeah, no crack dash for all you 86 people out there. Yeah. Dash was cleanish. Right? The boots had no like dirt on it. Like the rubber was still good. It wasn't rotted. It yeah. was the black interior with the gray cards. Like it wasn't you never, like the, you the, never the see red. 87. Pro. The clean, it was just clean. Yeah. Like the yeah, it was just all of it was clean. Uh, no, no sunroof, okay. manual windows, right? You got to crank it too, all that. Yeah. Anyway, so I drove this clean thing and I brought it back like into the salt and it was so salty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it didn't, it didn't have a heater because it's out in Cali and it was like, so he was, this dude was trying to like prep it for solo two or okay. maybe whatever, Laguna Seca or something. I don't know. He was trying to like, he was on his way to like gutting it out mm-hmm. and he took out like the heater core, which I could have used yeah. on this trip. <laughs> so it started fogging up. You can't see sh- yeah there's no uh windshield wipers like there was the, the motor was taken out for like oh you know, to save weights so the hoods had two holes where the nozzles would be <laughs> so we had to stop by a walmart we bought windshield wiper food we bought spray bottles oh my gosh oh, we didn't do rainex oh you fool <laughs> 15 years later now when we think of this i should have just hit you up um yeah, and then we were just freezing our asses off. We would be layering up socks because it was so cold. Yeah. But then the sweat of our feet from having too many socks then ended up freezing. No. And then, yeah, it was, it was stupid. 
<laughs> he hated he hated he still hates corollas because of that yeah yeah Stupid. is this the one but anyway is that the yeah one? so that's the one so that so yep. this one became 11 okay and like tell us about that transformation be from from flat black to oh, yeah. beautiful forest yeah. green eleven yeah. coupe. So the so you know it was I was broke for a minute, <laughs> and then I ended up like scrapping some money together, selling some you know some camera parts, this and that, right? And yeah. I ended up uh, like finding on Club Four AG somebody that would be selling me the front end, right? Mm-hmm. And then I would have to piece together this headlight, this headlight. Um, I didn't know about Yahoo auctions and I don't think it was that big at that time. Yeah. Um, you had to, up, you had to have a contact in Japan to get, I think I hit up Ray at wheel choice at one point Okay. to be like, yo, like, is there, I forget his last name. Um, but yeah, um, I was trying to see if he can get stuff. Cause at that time I remember he was bringing in like cars and SSR wheels and, yeah. you know, and like these parts that nobody really had. And even like Toge factory didn't have access to because they were doing s chassis stuff 240 stuff right? yeah yeah so i was just desperate i was fiending i was hitting up everybody um but eventually i found some people that ripped me off on club 4 ag because mm-hmm. they could and mm-hmm. i spent too much for a hood that arrived dented i bought some headlights that weren't the same one was zanky one was cookie right like it okay. was just mismatched parts but i finally got all the things and then i bought um the bumper 11 bumper from from dave tf dave okay and then i finally put it together and then what kind of bumper yeah. was it virgin select it was okay. a vertex knockoff okay <laughs> okay i can Tell say me, that right yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. can say that well uh, yeah, yeah. what kind of wheels uh watanabe's 15 inches yeah should have gone 14s but yeah yeah 15 by what 15 by eight and a half minus six it's okay mm. all around yeah all around okay. but I messed up because I put Origin over fenders on the back. Oh, so okay. then they just look sunken after yeah, 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 yeah. spacers. So I was like, yeah. man, I didn't think this through. Yeah, right. Uh, so you get like twenty five millimeter spacers to push them back out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stupid. It's all good. And I spent I spent all the spring break just working on that car with Rob in 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 Dave's old shop, which was basically a loading dock. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't snitch on him on that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and and I mean, how long how long did you have it where it was? So yeah, oh yeah. So that car, like that. Um, <laughs> I finally got it painted, and yeah. the whole nine, like you just you know, it was like heartbreaking to get it there. Yeah. And uh, one of my friends, she was using my car. She dropped me off at work, mm-hmm. and then and then she drove it to Simba's house mm-hmm. to go hang out over there. Along the way, she rear-ended uh, a Ford Explorer, I think. Ooh. And it wasn't really assembled well because I had everything zip tied. So <laughs> once like you hit one thing, it just kind of like just unsprung <laughs> all the zip ties and then just everything just like, yeah, it was just, it exposed uh, my shitty craftsmanship. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just, yeah. And that was, I remember getting a phone call at work and it was just sobbing and I'm like, okay, cool. And I just hung up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I figured something terrible happened. I'm like, you know. Yeah. And then after that, it kind of shifted uh, things for me. Like, yeah. I, I just spent like so much time and energy and money. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I was so obsessed and I was so determined to get it done. And then that happened and it was just, I was depleted. Yeah. Like financially, emotionally. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. 
it just kind of was yeah yeah but that's not but that's but that's not the whole story on that car is it Mm, what tea are you sipping from? I don't know. I'm. Did you I'm just. Do any I mean, did you go to the? Um, did car? you did you take the bus ever? Oh yeah, yeah. What do you mean? So what about me taking the bus to see Rob? No, no. bro. Like a bus stop. Like sitting at a bus stop. Oh, oh. You mean when I drifted into a bus stop? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, that was the we didn't one. say that. that was I don't the know. One. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. That was the second one. That was the okay. second one. So I not. I was like, all right. Here's a corner. Nobody's around. <laughs> right. Like, all right. Like, I feel good about this. Wait, this you is know? your second coupe? The second one, right. The second okay. car was a coupe. Right. So the first one was a hatch, and mm-hmm. then the second one was a coupe. The second mm-hmm. one was like like the welded diff, the whole nine, you know, and it was like Puerto Rican Dow for sure. And yeah, I, I, I spun out, and then I went into a bus stop. <laughs> Luckily, nobody was waiting to catch <laughs> the 2 a.m. bus. Yeah. The 2 a.m. bus. Yeah, you wrapped. Like I, you wrapped it, huh? Yeah. No. No. What happened was like my SR5 seat broke, and I ended up in the back seat. So then I got back in the front seat, and I clipped the back of the the seat back on, and I drove away. And then I found out my axle was bent, so I was just wobbling. Oh man! All the way home. Oh my god. Yeah. It's good stuff. I was a dumb kid. <laughs> That's rough. I was a dumb kid. So I'm still a dumb kid. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you said you said he that. Said, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. agreeing with I, you. I, say. I mean, we were all dumb <laughs> kids. Come on, yeah. um, it's kind of um, you know your your journey with cars up at that up until that point was just like you know you had your passions and your interests and something was always getting in the way from letting you <laughs> hard knocks from letting yeah. you yeah. enjoy the car. Like to this day, I have not seen you drift. I know. Um, I know. It's but, rare footage. But you've got a Corolla now. Yeah. And, oh. And, and you've been driving. Oh. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. That's so so it's, dope. It's, it's so cool to see that you know, <laughs> life has finally allowed you. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> to enjoy a Corolla. You earned as, it. As soon as I got, as soon as I got a car. Yeah. I finally drive. I end up having a damn kid. Yeah. So I'm like stuck to the kid now. Yeah. Yeah. Tell um, us about your car now. The car is, well, originally built by Rob mm-hmm. um, in Toga Factory. Uh, it's a coupe. Oh. 85. White. Um, clean frame. And it has a beam swap in it. Okay. So now, like, I've been given, so I've been like eating scraps for a while, mm-hmm. you know, and all of a sudden I got like this nice steak. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it feels weird, right? To like power over. You what? Know, in a Corolla. <laughs> what? <you know>? Yeah. <laughs> it feels weird. Yeah. It feels weird. Yeah. But I'm also not just saying it feels weird because of the beams, but it feels weird to just be driving, right? Because I spent all this time like watching others, you know? Yeah. And like trying to get my, like get, get to, get to my part, you know, to, to my what time. Was, what was that like spending all those years? So Club FR is, 20 years old yeah, yeah. now, right? Started in yeah, 2003. Yeah. It's, now it's mm-hmm. two, 2023. Yeah. You spent a long time watching. Yeah, not driving. Not driving. Yeah. Like, how yeah. was that for you? I mean, it sucks sometimes, right? Yeah. You know? But then, I don't know. Like, I think it got to the point where I still did the events and I didn't maybe love it as much at one point, mm-hmm. you know? And... I had started having, you know, I had different interests. I I found like, you know, a different grind. I started 
taking more photos and started getting more work with photography. Yeah. And so like these different doors started opening up, right? So the things that I think that I've learned from doing these events as a knucklehead kid, right? Kind of mm-hmm. gave me a chance to not make those same mistakes again on these other ventures, right? Yeah. So I kind of used that, I think, in different ways. So not as a consolation, but, you know, I'm trying to look at things that I've gained, not lost, mm-hmm. you know? And, and yeah, like there are times where I wanted to drive for sure, you know? And, but I don't know. I just got to the point where I just wanted to be around it at the very least. Yeah. You know, so that when I can come back around to it, yeah, I'll still have access to it, right? Yeah. Um, and here we are now, right? Yeah. I stuck around where I finally came back around to it and like I was able to buy it from Rob, you know, and like, yeah, now I get to play with it. So I appreciate that he built it, you know, with me in mind as well. Yeah. You know, did he have, but, did um, he have you in mind when he put a beams engine in there? Mm, yeah, he did, I think. But like, not. It's like him being a protective parent or something like that, right? Oh, okay. Like he wants what's best for him, not for me, you know, <laughs> but he wants it to still be best for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Because, yeah, I understand, right? Because his argument is like, dude, you have all the power now. You don't got to worry about anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I'm just like, well, I want to struggle. But then sometimes <laughs> I, I'm kind of glad he didn't. Right? Yeah. It's a newer engine, less to go wrong, yeah. hopefully, yeah. right? Yeah. But then I, I wish he kept the interior because. Like, it's such an uncomfortable car. Yeah, it's loud age. AF in there, man. Yeah, yeah, you've been in there. I've yeah, been in there. I've been in the, those four, that four-hour trip to Shawnee. Oh, God, you drove <laughs> up in it? Yeah, I wish I was in some other Fool. car, but... Foolish. Foolish. Yeah. yeah. We, we, well, both, yeah. we both had, we both had uh, earplugs in. Like, yeah. It's a four-hour <laughs> ride, right? So you're, you're like, yelling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just agree into yeah. You what? What did you say? About. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't expensive. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. loud, and then you get out, and you have like the ringing in your ears. It's just ringing for hours. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Got to spray yeah. foam that thing. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. I'll send you that's some. A, Mark, that's a midlife Mark's got a trick now for yes. me. Mark's got a trick for you. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. A spray foam. Is this one of those early season one stories about yeah, like, dumb things you did to your car? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? What he? I thought he rolled. I thought he rolled his car with paint. No. Close. Yeah. Close. He put he puts like some bed liner in. You put bed liner in there. Oh yeah, that's spray undercoating. Spray undercoating, but it never dry. It didn't dry, so it's just everything stuck to it. That's so dope. We'll send you some. It makes it yours. It makes it yours. yours. Yeah. Yeah. At least you know your seat will fall out. Always Mark's dumbass. That's what happened. I ended up giving it away because I can't sell it like this. You you take over this problem. Oh my god. It's like oh for real. Yeah. No, you'll be sorry. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, the Corolla now. I appreciate it. Yeah. 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 But you know, I don't know. This is when. I, I was complaining earlier about the prices. I wish it wasn't as expensive so that I can go into like, I, w- I want to even like daily a stock one now, right? Like yeah. I'm at that part in my life where I have a friend, Fred um, Kaneko. Fred Kaneko. Right? He, mm-hmm. Yeah, he he has a right-hand drive, yeah. 11 hatch. Yeah. And he's been like hanging out like at car meets with his kid, Utah mm. with the car seat in there since he was like seven, eight years old, right? Like yeah. that's so dope. Like I want yeah. that now, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like this car right now is better suited for my 20 something year old dumbass yeah, self, yeah. right? Where it's just 
it's like uncomfortable and a stupid thing to drive on the street. Yeah. Now I want like that car, but I want like the eighties, like, you know, like accoutrements, you mm-hmm. know? So you mentioned, yeah. you mentioned your baby, mm. Savian. So tell yes. us, tell us about like, has becoming a dad changed your drifting life? Like, you know, how yeah. is it now? And, um, what do you see? Like for Savian's future too, like with you drifting and and like is that a part of your lifestyle now? And just tell me about being a drifter yeah. dad now. <laughs> mm, I mean, like taking him up to events to organize, you know, for like events. Like I mean, I'm doing it with Simba, and we got a new crew too, so I get to just really just go up there and hang out with him, you know. Um, but I don't know, you know. I hope he likes cars. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I think. He seems to like everything that I like, you know, and laugh at everything that I laugh at, right? So it's kind of cool, right? I'll I'll fart and I'll laugh and then he'll laugh. And he's like not even two years old, right? So he understands like, you know, like he can fart jokes already. Like that's cool. <laughs> so hopefully that means, you know, like he can enjoy cars and maybe not make the same mistakes as I did. Yeah. Because I didn't grow up. I grew up where my parents like cars are a box you get into to get to work and be miserable and come back home. Right. Yeah. You know, it was never seen as like, you know, like luxury or this and that. And I think there were attempts at keeping up with the Joneses and they had like an act legend at one point, but it wasn't like, they didn't look at it as like this, like, like valuable thing. Right. Yeah. They looked at it maybe as like a thing that we just do when we make money. Right. We'll yeah. buy a nicer car. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but I looked at it as a 3.2 with this transmission and this mm-hmm. and that. And so like, you know, I wish I was like some other people where they had it in their household where it was like bred into like their lifestyle. So I'm hoping that for him, without force feeding it to him, that he'd be down for it, right? Yeah. But then another part of it is like, I don't know, that money piss sucks, mm. you know? <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe should have gone on another trip or yeah. somewhere, you know, instead, right? So I think just, yeah, I don't know. But I think it's probably the best thing is just to show him how to be obsessive about something and just do it, you know? Yeah. You know, whether it be cars or not. So if he watches this and watches his uncle Simba and Chob and Josh and Rob and all these uncles and sees them still like with their gray beards and their bad backs and still trying to get into cars that are too low for them. Yeah. And maybe he doesn't want to do it, but he still gets inspired that, hey, when you love something, you act a fool until you shouldn't yeah, be doing it. And you yeah. keep doing it, right? Yeah. yeah. And so hopefully that is the most important lesson that he learns, not necessarily cars. Yeah. You know, you know what's cool? I mean, you you did mention those guys um, like like Chob and Melvin and Josh. Like you guys, mm-hmm. Rob too, you guys all had kids around the same time. Yeah. So you guys have That's a crazy. bunch of kids running around. You're they're all around the same age. Like, what is that yeah. like? Yeah. Like, like going through your stages with cars. Now doing the family thing all around the same time. Like, what is that like? I mean, I don't know. It feels like we're growing up, but also like I don't know. It's nice to be, I guess, in tandem with other people. With yeah. That. Yeah. I wish I lived closer to them. So that I could spend more time with them and our kids spend time together, you know? Yeah. But, like, even still from afar, like, it's just, I don't know. It it feels right that mm-hmm. we're all kind of doing this together, right? And yeah. we also have, like, you guys modeling it for us with your, like, whatever 20-some kids that live in the house, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Plus or minus. Grow them on trees. Just pick them off every year, you know? I wish. I uh, wish. We only have I mean, four. Kind of three now because yeah. she's gone. Yeah. I don't but, know. yeah, I mean, you know, it's like part of it i don't know you know uh, 
to give you guys your flowers, right? It's cool to see you guys doing the family thing, you know, but also being front and center in like the faction of motorsports that we're a part of, right? And to still be active in it, engaging with us, OGs, new school, right? Like doing all that stuff while having kids. Yeah, like I think I think that's kind of what gives us more confidence that's like, hey, you know, like you guys are still building, yeah. you know, with kids, right? Cuz it's hard. Yeah. yeah. And and like there are times where I got one. Some of them got two now. Y'all have like 20 and I'm yeah. like, how <laughs> do you do it? You know? And still maintain yourself, right? Yeah. 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 I think that's um, always the biggest challenge and that's what I love seeing is that even though, you know, you've had a kid, you haven't lost yourself. And actually, yeah. you've even come back to basics and you're driving again. So it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we envy that too because Benson and I can't... We can't drive as much as you do. And, yeah. um, you know, and I think that that's the hardest part of being a parent and having a passion is just not losing yourself in that. Like, losing yourself in parenthood and remembering, mm-hmm. like, you still need to go back to your passions and and balance that in your life and it's yeah. not for everyone i think it's important sure. to to not lose yourself because you want to you want to be an example to your kids mm-hmm. and yeah. you want to be passionate about life and yeah. to show your yeah. children that there's so much to life that they can experience and being happy is one of the most important things so yeah, for yeah. Sure. facts facts yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, like, I think it's cool that we have, you know, like, before our kids, right, we had each other, you know, to kind of, like, sound off on, like, our builds and this and that, right? Yeah. And now, like, I was, like, like, a month and a half ago, I was talking to Melvin, and he's just like, yo, this play park, man, is, like, <laughs> 300 bucks, perfect for a birthday party, right? You know, and so it's like, it's like, we're bringing the same energy, but yeah. we're now transferring that to, like, how we want to, like fulfill our children's like happiness right yeah yeah you know and so it's it's cool right to be able to share that right yeah and and yeah so i mean yeah it's a trip though i never thought i'd be having kids i looked at you guys with kids i'm like nah i'm good (laughs) (laughs) how and you are such a good dad and then we've seen you in action i'm pretty good yeah i'm pretty good you're in love i can tell i love my kid yeah yeah Yeah. Love I don't think year. I could ever spank him. Maybe, maybe once. I don't know, just to see what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's like, is this oh for me? Is this for me? <laughs> no, no, no. Ain't like it was when we nah, were growing no. up, right? Yeah. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Very yeah. different. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. Hopefully, he could take you know heed to what we're doing, and then yeah. hopefully he can be friends with their kids. That'd be cool too. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Speaking of your kids. Yeah. Savion watches this or learns about what you've done for the culture. Yeah. yeah. Like what what is the what's the most important thing that you want to pass on to him from your experience with drifting in the last twenty years, twenty plus years? Mm. Hmm. Oh yeah, I mean what do I want to pass on, I guess? Don't but, listen to what other people say. Mm. <laughs> you know? Preach. Just don't don't be shook, right? Like yeah. people people are gonna hate. Right. I don't know. There wasn't a lot of haters, but there was a lot of negativity for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, people that were either too scared or, you know, or they just had like a pessimistic approach. It's like fall down, you know, get up, fall down, get up, fall down, get up, fall down, get up. All of a sudden you're like, oh, I've come this far. Yeah. Right. Because I guess I don't think of it 
as like those motivational posters that you see like in you know like the principal's office mm -hmm. you know achieve and some <laughs> eagle or whatever right like i think of it as just like this is what i want why should i stop right yeah um and maybe maybe every now and then do some like auditing or like does this hurting somebody or yeah. is this bad for you know what i mean but outside of that right it's like just go for it right i think about those dark times oh yeah. don't go it alone either don't go it alone right mm. i think that's another important thing you know because it took more than myself to do it right i can't take credit for everything right? yeah you know like it happened through partnerships through friendships or whatever yeah you know so yeah yeah that's good yeah that's good and you've always yeah. got pops if you don't have anyone else yeah 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 don't uh don't get a credit card when you're 18 uh, <laughs> when you go to college and they give you a two thousand dollar credit limit oh, they get us all like that that he only gave me 500 <laughs> the heck 2000 oh, i got 500 yeah. bucks <laughs> yeah and this was like before you could buy stuff so easy on the internet so you had to like go buy it buy it buy it you know what i mean yeah. not like some amazon eh, i'll just buy this you know yeah Cash. yeah yeah like i thought cash. about it and i still decided to make this bad decision <laughs> yeah yeah okay so we're gonna read some of the things that that people have said about you are you oh. ready for this oh this is a eulogy this yeah, is let like me a, get yeah. a let me get like some <laughs> tissue tissue out because this guy is loved you are loved yeah that's cool just paragraphs so I'll, on I'll, this i'll read you one what? from josh yeah and then you can okay. read the next one you want to like Alternate, okay. okay. Josh from <laughs> Proceed. He says... Josh M. <laughs> Josh M. He says, Phil is our motto. And for for those of you don't who do not know motto, uh, he founded Club 4AG, was very influ er, is still very influential out in, on, in SoCal and West Coast with uh, Corollas, Hachirokus, Toyotas. Uh, he is the one who co-founded Drift Association and hosted drifting events for us in SoCal. And he really did so much for drifting in SoCal and the rest of the U.S. Season but, one, episode four. Yeah. We so, interviewed mm. him. So Josh yep. says, mm. Phil is our motto. He's very special to many people. And I wish more people can spend more time with him. And you should really... Mm. Thanks, Josh. We, we talked to Josh and like Josh was very, very passionate when it came to talking about you and giving you your flowers and saying how important you are to the people of the Midwest and specifically him. That's dope. All Appreciate right. you, Josh. I mean, yeah. Can I say something? No. No, no not really. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Get in your box. No, no, go ahead. All right, all right. Go ahead. Get it. All right, all Get right. it. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just, no, I'm just saying like how I feel, you know, about him as well, right? Like he was such an important part of me shifting into a different direction in my life, right? That as the trajectory has led me to talking to you guys even, right? Yeah. You know, um, I remember just, yeah, like it was, it was a different day, you know, meeting all these people from this era, right? Like really shifted the way that I saw myself and how I moved in the world. Cause I was, I was like a stray dog kind of, you know, I was yeah. just kind of sniffing around kicking cans. And like these people like gave me like, like tangible, like purpose, you know? And gave me passion and reinvigorated, like, the things that I always loved, you know? And we got to share it together. So, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just more than Instagram likes or whatever it is these days. The yeah. kids are doing on TikTok and all that and, you know, my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Yeah. All right. So anyway. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here's the next bunch of flowers for you. I'm going to hand it to you right now. All right. right. Simba. Mm, Oh, dang. Oh, dang. Here we go. (laughs) Phil kept the ship afloat through all of the hard times. He made Mm. Club FR legitimate and professional. If it was up to the rest of the young punk kids to run Club FR, it wouldn't have lasted as long as it has. Mm. Now kids are asking me how to run drift events, and I'm realizing how complicated it is and that it's a very long conversation. So Mm. that was Simba. Yeah, That was through a lot of things that he learned from like watching you. And now he's doing a lot with Club FR. He's taken on a lot of responsibilities and... And yeah. taking over a lot of your your previous responsibilities, and yeah. he's learned like this is not easy. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. Okay, I mean, yeah. The last thanks, one, Simba. <laughs> <laughs> the last one's from uh, from your bosom buddy Rob. Hmm. So Rob says Phil is Club FR's backbone and wordsmith extraordinaire. Oh, he transforms ideas into action, and his organizational skill is second to none. Where would Chicago drifting be without his involvement and quick wit? I'm not sure, but definitely not as successful and a lot less fun. Oh, that's dope. Thanks, Rob. It sounded like a LinkedIn. It does. <laughs> yeah. It does, doesn't it? He, re- he, he rewrote that like, like two or three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had his like little <laughs> no, corporate, corporate hat his on. His corporate hat, yeah. It's like, let me tell you. Businessman Rob. About yeah. Philip Lee. Yeah. <laughs> that's dope. No, that's pre- I appreciate that. Yeah. Why yep. can't y'all say it to my face? Why do you got to say it to them so that they can say it to me? Because they probably do tell you all the time and it just rolls right off because no, that's what playing, they told I'm me playing. that it, it would be like. Yeah. No, no. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think for me, or can I speak? Oh, I don't know. Of oh, course. No, no, no. Reflect, yeah. baby, reflect. I mean, I think, yeah, like I know it's about cars and all this stuff, right? But for me, for sure, like, I think the, the more, more important denominator is, like, these relationships, right? Like, you know, I get to do this with you. Yeah. Before we did this at the hat and I saw an orange Julius machine even, behind we you. We didn't even talk about astronomy. that. I'm just saying, right? But, like, I mean, like, we, we're at these these points where I get to reflect in my life where I'm not, like, dying or whatever, right? But yeah. we get to reflect a little bit because we're coming to this space where what what we did together yeah. separately even right you're a part of the world and us right mm-hmm. like it's now unified right and we're we're kind of part of this i don't know this important thing that we decided to do together yeah and we have these relationships that like not you can't really commonly share this with anybody yeah you know and it's like a time capsule so like the references are like you had to kind of have experienced it in order to really feel it yeah even though you know what i mean and so it's cool to be able to talk about this in in the sense of where mark was telling me where like think of it as like there's people that haven't really like heard these stories and they don't understand like how drifting was like a challenge in all these other ways and before Right, because when I'm talking to your faces, like we, you know, like what do I gotta say? Like you yeah. know, like, we look at each we, other. We did right? it together, but, so yeah, yeah. You were but there, then to I say it out loud is yeah. also kind of cool, right? Like yeah. it kind of makes me feel proud of each other. Yeah, you know, and like I'm still proud of you guys, right? Like you're. I mean, I remember when you guys were in Super Street. I was like, yo, these people are just like, well, who, who, like, how, what are they? they? They're like just incredible, right? Like I just was, and then meeting you guys, you were like celebrities essentially in in a way to us, you know. 
I know. And, and, and then to have access to you guys and to, just to realize that we're like no different, right? All of that, right? And now you're seeing like people like her, mm-hmm. right? Getting his flowers and getting his shine, right? Like yeah. that's dope too, right? To yeah. see that there's this progression, like, you know, it's like coming from drifting, like we can like find our ways to like support each other and become more mainstream successful, whatever, right? In those yeah. type of ways too. Like, I think that's super dope, right? Like, and so I'm proud of that like the foundation that we're all a part of and that we've got to also receive from across the sea. Yeah. And that this is the, the thing that's like connecting us in this way, you know? Yeah. And then you got to take pictures or you tried to take pictures of my kid, you know? <laughs> you know? Not fair. A- I got COVID. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, do I know. it. Yeah. I sent my people. Sorry. I know, I know. I'm and coming took to you next. Real. It was I'm dope. Com- I'm I know, coming to you know. next. But the point is, and I get to see what, like, you know, like, our friend's wedding shooting, right? Yeah. Like, all that stuff. And you guys are out in Cali. So, it's, like, just super, like, just unreal that we get to have these relationships coming from, you know, just playing with our cars. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Preach. You know? For sure. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I'm even more excited when you move here. Yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> give me a minute, give me a minute. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this real estate game is hard. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I feel yeah. you. Just got to rent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, 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 no. We'll find you a place. Yeah. yeah. And right. I just realized you, like, you, you know, you mentioned going to the hat with us. And I remember that was the first time I remember that was the first time we met. Right. Yeah. But just like, yeah. you know, when you came In out person. to D1. Well, no, we, well, I mean, RSR, but that was like a different circumstance setting. Right. Benson doesn't even remember. Yeah, because we met, we we hung out with you after RSR. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but I I didn't go to the party with with Alex Pfeiffer. No, you didn't. You didn't. Right. <laughs> That's what I mean. That's what I mean. So like we met like on yeah, the okay. track or whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But you didn't go to Crab's Garage and see him whip out his. No, 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 no. I did not. <laughs> oh yeah. I've probably yeah. seen it already anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like it. you know, you you came over here and we brought you the hat and then we went over yeah. there. We had Portillo's, so it's like a, a <laughs> nice exchange, right? Yeah, we're sharing beef. <laughs> sharing beef. Yeah. Literally. Our local beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you guys got Portillo's, and then you didn't need to come back anymore. You know? No. No, no. Oh. Still got... <laughs> Pequods or... No. Still got Pequods, yeah, yeah, still got... That's true, that's true, that's true. There's yeah. another one. Yeah. There's one yeah. more. I don't remember. Yeah. That's no, but tough. I'm going to close this out, unless you, you have any, like, final thoughts... No, Thank you. No, I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess I, you know, I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Mark, who, who doesn't get his shine. No, he does. He does. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously all the homies, right. Um, people that chimed in to, to like say nice words, even though they didn't have to, or didn't want to, I appreciate y'all too. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess. Yeah. It's, it's unreal to, to, to hear that, you know, but yeah. also, it's cool to hear it too, right? It's like, yeah, I guess I didn't do something too terrible, you know? And and life isn't over yet, right? And so no. hopefully there's more drift days, you know, where we can get old and be still, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to look, to be honest. You know, you when you see like Rolling Stones on stage and they're still performing, <laughs> it's like, ugh. Like, just sit down, you know? And like, is that what it's going to look like with us? I hope or not. We're just gonna, we're, we'll look like, good. Like, when do we stop? Yeah. You know. When your kids run it. Oh. There you go. Yeah, but then don't, doesn't that mean you just drive more then? Or I mean, I'm just saying like as as like when are you are you going to ever stop driving? Hell no. 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 Right, 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 no. right. Yeah. 
No. That'd be cool. Like someone ripping it up and then it's like an 80 year old Nadine stepping out. Damn straight. Whooped. I won't, even wear a, I won't even wear a yeah. helmet. <laughs> I hope there I actually I hope there'll be a lot of us 80 year olds drifting. Yeah. Be kind of, I mean, you know Why what I mean? Not? Like, is that the future? I don't know. You yeah. know? It might be good for our health. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Keep us, yeah. you know, fit. The heart the heart <laughs> circulating a little bit. The yeah. over 80 yeah. club. Yeah. 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 There it is. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah, you know, no, thank you. Um for you know, being thank- our beacon, you know, early on too. You know, you know, it was just uh, it was just us having the opportunity to do it early, and of course, we wanted to to foster that wherever we could. And if you guys had questions, we were always willing to to help in any way. Like you saw that with Naoki, I did that yeah. a lot of times yeah. with Rob. Um, yeah. It was awesome to see drifting spread. Yeah, and you know, thanks to you, you got you you really helped foster something special in the midwest with the unique what what made uh, chicago unique with its drifting style and and cars and um you know how seeing it grow from small club fr events to final bout today and seeing how chicago is still influencing the world with drifting that's dope that's dope it's it's pretty awesome yeah um and but you know thanks to you like flowers to you for for keeping the ship afloat and and you know I know you don't want to take credit for all of it but you did a lot of work and you did a lot of hard work when times were tough yeah and uh, you were there the whole time and you're still yeah. twenty years later you're still doing it you're still involved yep. Yep. even while raising a kid running two mm-hmm. businesses so yeah. yeah you know appreciate you for everything yeah. that you've done and you. you know and 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 paving the way for awesome things to happen. So yeah, dope. Well, thank you. Yeah, appreciate y'all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming on. And yeah. uh, let's let's uh, let's get together soon, man. Okay, I'm yeah. hugging you guys right now. Air hug. Big hug. Group <laughs> hug. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you, Phil. Thanks for having me. Appreciate yep. you guys. Love you guys. Thank right. you. Love you too, man. Later. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Salady Mania podcast season two, brought to you by Falcon Tires, produced by Benson Sue and Nadine Sue, audio and video engineering by Mark Mondoy, graphic design and motion graphics by Steve Nakamura. Got a question or comment for us? Call or text us on our hotline at 323-607-6075, and maybe you can be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts.